Ladies and gentlemen, you tuned in to an all-new episode of the Rap Lab. It's your boy, the Candyman, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG. And uh, we hope that y'all had a Merry Christmas. Uh, we're gearing up for New Year's. Um, annou- two announcements, really. Uh, Rap Lab is officially on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at raplabpod.com. You know, we're going to be tweeting out all updates, episodes, old episodes, new episodes. And uh, we got some stuff in the works. And secondly, if you haven't copped your Rap Lab merchandise yet, even though Christmas has passed, we're still giving you uh, free shipping for any order, $50 or more. Again, that's on teespring.com. And then in the search box, you just hit Rap Lab. Uh, it's getting cold, so, you know, you got to grab your hoodies, your blankets, and your Rap Lab coffee mug. That's at teespring.com slash Rap Lab, or just type Rap Lab in the search. And uh, without further ado, this is the uh, 2020 Year in Review special. And uh, with that being said, we got a special guest in the building. The first ever returning guest, because, you know, we've had plenty of guests on, but nobody's ever been on twice. Our good friend, Rev Barber Eric Ruiz. <laughs> what up, what up? Welcome back. Welcome back, Eric. An honor, man. It's an honor to be back. And the only and the only guest to not only the first returning guest, but the only guest to twenty twenty to be on twice. Hey, and I was the first guest as well. And he was That's the first right. guest. <laughs> that, Eric, he Eric made history, it. man. I know the numbers. Boy, he's um, got the numbers. <laughs> I know, boy, uh, uh, Nivlak was saying he wa- he wanted to be first, but it's all good, man. I heard his episode with the Kanye West. That, that was a pretty dope episode. Yeah, shout shout outs to Nivlak, Eric. Before shout we get the episode. Nivlak. Before we get in the episode, just uh, uh, update the people on what you've been up to and how you've been since we last uh, last had you on. Man, I've been doing really, really good. The first time I came on, I'm not going to lie, man. I was a bit starstruck, you know, like, and you guys are my friends, you know, <laughs> so it's just like, exactly. you know, it was just, no but it was like, starstruck. We, ain't, we ain't nobody famous. <laughs> it was kind of weird for me, though, because it's like, I listen to y'all more than like I talk to y'all. So like, you know, when I go on my routes or like food shopping or doing the laundry and stuff, I hear y'all. When I was on the first time and, like, talking to y'all, I was like, oh, shit, like, I'm a part of this, you know? So it was yeah. kind of a, a moment for me, and I kind of, you know, just had to get the jitters out. But I'm, I'm here today. I'm ready. You know, everything's been good. I'm doing the barbering. Last time, um, I didn't give the full address. I think it was just me being kind of starstruck, whatever. Uh, it was 26-18, Astoria, New York, Hellgate Grooming. I'm out there. If you guys want to cut anything, Caesars, fades, tape-ups, I'm that guy. Just check for the Rev Barber MC. Check me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, RevBarber.MC. And and despite, you know, the pandemic being a thing, y- y'all still open. We are still open. We are wearing masks. We practice all the protocols we need to do just for us to stay open. Thank God that nobody's gotten sick in my shop. We do uh all the sanitation things at the end of the day. That's and good. We're just keeping it pushing out here. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Anybody awesome. need a Always anybody need a cut? That. Anybody need a cut? Y'all go see Eric. Shit, I'm I gotta I gotta come see you E because I had a cut. Oh, oh my man. god. <laughs> I don't want I don't wanna see I'm me out, out there. Doing... This this me looking like the wolf man, man. I ain't trying to go out there <laughs> unless I look right. Hey man, I'm here, man. And if y'all do decide to get married, I'm that guy as well. I do marry folks. I am an ordained minister. Yep, so you getting married or you need a haircut, Eric is your man. I'll let you right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. So um, 
first things first, um, since this is our year in review special, um, I just want to start off with a, um, you know, a moment, a moment of silence for those who uh, passed away. I'll uh, rattle them off by name, just so that everybody is uh, aware. So, uh, unfortunately, in 2020, and I hate to start off on a bad note, we did lose some notable people. Um, we lost Fifth Ward Weeby out of New Orleans. Um, the biggest name on the list, Pop Smoke, which I know hurt a lot of people, especially because, you know, he, he was a dude from Brooklyn. He was on a rise. A lot of people compared him to a young 50 Cent. Um, Fred the Godson is the only casualty on the list who we lost due to COVID, which which sucked. Uh, Huey, who uh, of Pop Lockett and Dropping Fame, also uh, also passed away. We had Malik B of the Roots, who passed away. We had King Vaughn, who was murdered. We had uh, FBG Duck, and uh, we had Mo Three. So uh, definitely just want to you know give a moment of silence to those that we lost in the community real quick, and then uh, we'll be back. All righty. So, um, with that out of the way, um, notable things happened in 2020, honestly, for the culture. The only thing that's happened, something we've covered on the show before, so we won't stay on it too long. Um, the hip hop world and not even hip hop, but the music world in general was introduced to versus, um, pretty much for those of y'all who've been living under a rock, which I shouldn't be living under a rock because ain't nowhere really to go. But, um, Pretty much what Versus is, you take two artists, they uh, take their top 20 songs, um, and they just go at it hit for hit, and then the winner is decided. Um, like me and QG said last week on our E42 short uh, Versus uh, episode, um, sometimes you get two people, and they're not even trying to win. They're just trying to have a good time. Um, versus brought up a lot of memorable moments, such as uh, Drunk Jada. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and 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 ridiculous dancing by E4. Yo, I don't know what the hell got you <laughs> with that dancing, man. But he was I wouldn't, fun, man. I wouldn't have did that with uh with the lights off. We saw we saw Snoop Dogg and DMX go at it. They wasn't trying. To that was a classic. That uh, was a classic. That was um, great, man. The verses that pissed me off: Manny Fresh and Scott. Stoll. <laughs> I still think Manny. You Fresh still you still can't get you you. St- let that go, huh? That L man, you still can't let you still can't let go of that I'm man. Not let, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not letting that go, bro. I'm not. Oh my God! But, but hey, but yo E, I mean that that RZA and Primo man, still still standing for me as far as producers. That was a moment in history for me, man. I will always remember that. I that those three hours, it just flew. It didn't even feel like three hours to me. I sat there in front of my TV because I plugged the laptop to the TV and. I just got lost, man. I just got lost in the beats. And it's funny because like a lot of my friends who I have like mutually on Instagram was um saying like, man, you was all over the chat room. <laughs> I had so much to say. I just <laughs> had to chime in like every couple minutes or so, man. Absolutely. And and I and I want to point out, uh, because of the COVID situation, this versus the it's taken our minds off what's been yes. going on out here. It, it mm-hmm. really it really brings us together as people because these artists as well they've also been affected able to do shows they haven't been able to promote like they want to really promote so the verses is great to interact 
with the fans. It's also having people come together just to appreciate all the work, all the all the music that these artists have provided. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And still so much come. And I, I hope even after, you know, God willing, you know, when this COVID thing subsides, we get a lot more. We get a lot more matchups. We get a lot more artists uh, just putting their best together. And, uh, you know, we can't wait. The Outcast versus Tribe that we've been hearing about, you know, hearing about um, other titles and other genres. And that's the another thing, too. Even though we are a hip-hop podcast, like the K-Man mentioned, you've had reggae, you've had B, I mean, the great Patti LaBelle and the great Lab even had a versus. You had John Legend, they had a versus. Oh, and, it's and, good to and, just and have all that. Shout, and shout-outs to my man Teddy Riley for the, for the most elaborate Elaborate <laughs> versus set up with no audio. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! I mean, that's that kind was of funny. It, that was and 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 also a lot of people made a joke about the one with Jagged Edge and One Twelve because you didn't get all the members on each side, so they were pretty much. <laughs> It was like Jagged versus 12. That's what it was. Yeah, I mean, those dudes in Jagged Edge, it was only like two of them that sang and the rest of them just danced anyway. So what are you going to do, dance? Exactly. But shout out to Timberland and Swiss Beats. You guys are, you guys created something beautiful. So I hope that it continues. Yep. And uh, other than that, we really haven't had much in 2020, obviously, due to the state of the world. But what we did get was albums. We got albums and plenty oh, of yeah. Yes, sir. So um, we do. Have, we're gonna go through a, a top five picks, but before we go through top five, let's go through the honorable mentions in no specific order. Um, now these are albums, folks, because you know on the rap lab we do a lot of research. Um, these were albums that we all listened to. I could tell you personally from conversations I had with QG, he he basically did a cram session in a week. So shout outs to yeah. you, my friend, for, yeah, for doing man. that. Um, and uh and shout outs to you eric for uh giving us the idea of the episode so uh yeah this is like this is like your baby man so uh, (laughs) we're gonna gonna do this right so um the first album we're gonna discuss on honorable mentions um is an album that i actually i actually had to listen to twice and it grew on me the second time around um from a king to a god by conway Mm. Eric, you want to right start us off about Mr. Conway? Man, Conway the Machine, Griselda, those boys just took 2020 and, and just ran with it, man. I've seen these guys live. These guys, a ton of, ton of energy. Conway, in my opinion, is probably the best one out of the three. He has a lot of... Really? You you put Conway over Benny? Yeah, I do. He, I got opinion, Benny, but I hear you. In my opinion... He made a real album, and that might be like kind of the the drop subject over here in this podcast with albums and you know where we come from because when people drop albums back in the day, it was fourteen songs or more. You got fifty minutes plus of music. A lot of guys dropping these so-called albums are like seven songs, ten songs, and it's like thirty some minutes, and that's cool and everything because the game has changed. But when I listen to an album, my mindset is just ready for like that full experience, even though I could respect like a 10 song album like how Nas did. But like, that's not for everybody. You know, Conway, he dropped pretty much a 14 song album 
that was about 50 minutes. And then he released the deluxe that was 19 songs and it was over an hour. So the way I look at it to me, that's, that's just more depth when you drop an album. And, and, and it's, and it's funny because like you mentioned, um, and we'll, and we'll, we'll talk about Nas's album later on, but, um, yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these people out here nowadays, they, um, they don't really drop, um, lengthy albums like back in the day. Like I remember in the nineties, you get an album, a proper album was almost 20 songs. Yeah. So most of them were fact. 20 songs. So, that's um, yeah. uh, as while we talk about Conway the machine, you, you mentioned Buffalo and I feel like Buffalo, like Buffalo put themselves on the map this year. Like nobody, like generally in the past, and we've said this before on the show, um, when we spoke to, uh, uh, to Tasha digital, shout outs to Tasha. We spoke to her earlier in the summer. And one of the things that she mentioned was Griselda. She was like the first person in rap lab mm-hmm. history to bring up Griselda. And nobody was really checking for them boys in Buffalo before 2020. So I'm glad Conway the machine got up there and he's not going to be the, the last person that we talk about from from Griselda today. Right. And you um, know what people say when they think of Buffalo, they think of wings and they think of the bills, which is interesting. <laughs> Word up. Yeah, I don't think anybody wanted. Well, you you can think of the Bills this year, but yep. in the nineties, yeah, I'm pretty sure the four straight Super Bowl losses nobody wanted to talk about. But um, so all three of us have listened to this album, so we're gonna go around the room real quick before we move off of this album. And uh, Eric, if you had to pick one track from uh from from King to a God by Conway the Machine, your favorite track that you could recommend to somebody, what would it be? Ooh, man. That's just a large bag of Skittles to choose from. Uh, I like Lemon with Met Them In. It was um, pretty surprising to hear them two on the track. I'm a fan of uh, the OGs now collaborating with the YGs. I respect it. That's a really, really dope track. I heard that one before I heard the album as just a regular single. Um, Spurs 3, I mean, that's the posse cut that got uh, Benny and Westside Gun. Yeah, beat their, their, their production is flawless on all the albums, but that one right there that that stands out to me. And um, with uh, Freddie Freddie Gibbs makes an appearance on this one, seen everything, but Jesus, that that's a good joint. Freddie has been super consistent. We'll get in a little later about Freddie. I know he's on our list. He's on a lot of people's list, but those are the ones that stick out to me. Q, what about you? Um, well, for one, before I before I contract. Let me just say, you know, give us a wrestling fans. I'm surprised I didn't bring up that Kevin Nash part. That already reeled me in. I was like, oh, we got, we got wrestling on here. So, obviously, I was like, oh man, you know, he he got me in. But um, it's a group, and the uh, and the and, and just that whole Griselda movement is great. Yeah, uh, I mean, just like Eric said, it's 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 hard. It's like a bag of Skittles, like you said, but. Uh, <laughs> If I if I really 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 just gotta pick one, I'm going with Fear of God. Uh, that that really that right there. And with me being a hip hop fan, when I listen to it, I, you gotta you gotta catch my attention early. Otherwise, I'm gonna skip it. If I like a song, I'm going to skip it. And one and once from the beginning, even from King, you know, from the intro, once I'm reeled in in all the way. I love front. Front lines is a, is another one. I know you said one, but you know we're just picking just so many. Um, 
Roy Oysters is just that raw, gritty, mm-hmm. grimy sound, mm-hmm. man. Like, like, well, you know, once I hear that, and uh, I mean, Conway is just an old school guy, old school guy, yeah, and, yeah. and and he, he is, and th- that whole boom bap sound. He that's why he gets a lot of respect. I don't know yeah. if you guys saw, uh, you guys saw the episode of, with it was where he was on there with uh, Tragedy Gaddafi. And, um, what what you know, what, show, was it, what show was it, this? Oh, drink champs. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, Nas was on Facetime with Nori. He asked for Conway personally, and then he he saluted him. You know what I mean? He was like, "Yo," he looked at him. He's like, "Yo, you the one." You know they passed him the torch. He passed him the torch, and Conway was like, "Salute, General. I'm just doing what you showed me to do." So, um, every song is great, man. But um, but the ones I just told you, he, even crack in the '90s. Crack in the 90s is crazy too, man. So I was like, yeah, this album right here, this is great. And as far as me, now, I'm all about nostalgia. Um, So I love it when the the new guys on the scene, they pay homage. And um, this track paid homage because Juvenile Hell, man. Mm. Now, 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 who album y'all know? His name is Juvenile Hell. My man went and got Havoc on the track. He also uh got Flea Lord and, Lo- and Lloyd Banks on there. So that was that was my pick from a straight yeah. rap yeah. cypher perspective. Yeah. So most definitely. Um, but yeah, go go check out Conway the Machine from, from a King to God if y'all get the chance. But while we on the topic of Griselda and Buffalo. Why we don't talk about Benny the Butcher, Burden of Proof? Oh, yeah. Shout outs to uh, Benny the Butcher, dope dope rapper. It's a goddamn shame they shot you a couple weeks ago. Yeah, man. Oh, man, that was crazy when I heard that nonsense. I was like, oh, God, Benny? Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, But, yeah, Benny the Butcher, that boy, he been on fire, too. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy. That was the first album. Like, I actually had a conversation with my guy, um, um, TK, who listens to the show, shout out to TK. And, you know, we were talking about the whole Griselda movement. And then when I said, yeah, who's out? And then he was like, Benny, Benny the Butcher came out. I said, oh, man, uh, that's my guy. I, I heard of Benny from the mixtapes. So I was like, OK, what does he got? And once once I heard he dropped, I was like, oh, man, finally, here we go. Yeah, man, Benny is, well, I you know. The butcher, according to the Macho. Butcher coming. <laughs> and you, you know what made this album special? So like how Conway the Machine had two versions, a regular and a, and a deluxe. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I found this out by accident. So I have Tidal, and I was listening to it on Tidal. And he was talking after every track. Like, you know, like, like you know, you ever just buy your favorite movie on DVD and, and you can watch it with like the director's commentary. Yeah. My man right. Betty the Butcher made an album, a version of his album with commentary about every about every track after after the track, and I'm just like, yo, I thought it was part of the album at first. I'm like, oh, this is weird. This this this, this man is telling us his thought process behind everything after every track. Then I realized it was two versions of the album. I clicked on the one that said with commentary, which is yeah. still dope because that's never, to my that's knowledge, that's never been done before. Yeah, yeah, that's different. So like yo, shout out shout outs to Benny. Uh yo, Eric, what's your thoughts on on this album? Um, 
as I said, just going back to the narrative as far as albums, you know, this this album had 12 songs. It was 48, 40 minutes. Um, solid listen, but I just like more from the artist. I mean, I know he's dropped a bunch of mixtapes and 12, 12 tracks is good. Um, it was a nice, nice listen. Like I said, I kind of just wanted more from it as far as just like length. And I know he has, you know, the songs to do it. I know he probably has some stashed away, but oh, yeah. um, it, it definitely was a solid listen. Like you could just listen from track one to to twelve. One of the ones that stood out for me was um, "Thank God I Made It." You know, that came I from like a real, yeah, it came from a real place, and that was towards the end of the album. When I listen to albums, I, I don't do shuffle or anything like that. I kind of like to just do it from um, track one to the last one so i could get the, the the feel of it but that one there to like close out the album that, that was really really good choice okay q you got a you got a favorite standout track from this one? Oh uh, yeah uh i like famous i think famous is a very good track and i i want to shout out hit boy man hit boy been he's been grinding for 2020 and and the work that he put in on the album and all the albums that he's done, I thought it was it was amazing. But uh, definitely famous. And Eric said earlier, thank God I I made it featuring um, Queen Naja. That's a very very good song. Uh, you also War Paint. Also, mm-hmm. with, uh, yeah, 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 man. And, and 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 I mean, look who's on it. I mean, you got the family on there. You got West Side Gun. Yeah, yep. it's a posse cut, man. You got you got you got the crew on there, and it, it, yeah. I love I love to hear tracks like that with the crews with solidarity, man. And um, you know, those are my favorites. I, I really really love this album by Benny, man. Benny, just like we said with Conway, he's a he's an old school traditionalist guy, you know. So these these songs on here, you just put it on, them, enjoy them. Yeah. No, most definitely, and um. It's funny you mentioned because we talked about Conway, what they had a Griselda Posse cut. You talking yeah. about Benny, Griselda Posse cut. So I like it every. I like how every album just keeps it in the family. One song, yes, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. I was rolling with Timeless with Lou, Lou Wayne and, and Big Sean. And Big that, Sean, okay. That was okay. my personal favorite out of the out of the group. Um, right. But yeah, definitely, I recommend the people check out um, check out uh, Benny the Butcher's Burden of Proof. Um, if y'all do stream it, um, and y'all have a little extra time, check out the commentary because a lot of times we don't get to hear what an artist, and it's interesting because I like, I love shit like this. Right. And by the way, uh, one of my Christmas gifts, I ended up getting, um, um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with rap books, but, um, I got checked the technique by Brian Coleman, where, um, pretty much for those who don't know that book. He sits down with 25 artists, ranging from everybody from Chuck D from Public Enemy to Ice Cube um, to Eric B. And, well, not Eric B., but to Rock Him. And he sits down and he'll pick an album and and just ask them, you know, what was going on with you in life and what was going through your mind in the recording process of this album. So I like oh, stuff like that. That's so, really cool. So for for Benny the Butcher to, to you know, take it one step further and bring this to the fans himself without being interviewed and make a version of his album with commentary. I think that's fucking phenomenal. That is awesome. That is awesome. It's it's interesting too. It's interesting too. Also with that album, you know, uh, he gave a little nod to reasonable. Uh, what what was that reasonable doubt with that? Okay. I reloaded. No, that's that's volume one. ain't it? That's volume one. ain't it? 
Yeah. No, that was that was that was reasonable doubt. The, the, that was reasonable. Okay. No, no, no. Right, but he in the intro, and my bad. In the intro of um volume one, they started with that too. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. It was like a running theme. So just to hear that again from him, from from another MC, I thought that was awesome too. Word. Yeah, man. So yo, and I, and I love I love these Griselda dudes, um, because they they like I said they pay they pay homage. Yeah. So, it's good. It's good to see because a lot of these new artists is like, you know, we we've heard interviews and stuff. A lot of the new artists find the old stuff boring or, or yeah, they don't You're show right. no respect back to the to the bygone era. So shout out shout outs to to these dudes for acknowledging the past. You know what I mean? And if we I made need a Griselda tour, we need a Griselda yeah. tour, and we're gonna go see it. I was going to say, because um, I saw these dudes perform live and these guys are great, man. And it's a funny thing because, you know, you hear their music and um, it, 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 they are a bit on the violent side. But um, Benny himself said on stage that there's been pretty much no no beef, no drama in all of their shows. So they kind of was encouraging all of us to kind of keep cool, like during the show and once we leave. And I can respect that because, you know, music is music, streets are streets. But when you yes. come in to collectively to celebrate an artist at a show, you know, it, it's cool. You just come in on some peace and you leave on some peace too, you know? That's hip hop. That's culture for me. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, artistic expression, you know, some people need to really look and listen and, and, and understand, you know, like, a lot of it also has to do with what, where a person comes from and what a Word. person has been through. I mean, I mean, we touched on Conway and, you know, Conway is a, is a, is a strong, strong dude, you know, with everything that he, that he went through personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and then we talked about Benny recently, what he had to go through, you know, these guys, they come from that. So they speak on it. And I'm, I'm very happy that you touched on that E because it's very important because you got some knuckleheads out here that can't tell the difference or don't mm-hmm. really know the difference. So we need these artists to really break down and clarify, you know, and, and I know common sense is not common, but for not, them not. to take time and do, for them to take time and do that and educate us, it's so good to hear that. And, uh, you know, we need that out there, especially for the young generation coming up. Absolutely. Um, the next album I want to talk about, um, um, it, it put a smile on my face pretty much, um, only because uh, I I love Pro Era. And oh yeah, oh yeah. Pro Era has been <laughs> Pro Era has been very very quiet as of late. Yep. Matter of fact, Pro Era has been quiet for a while because it's been years, uh, a couple years, like two three years since they really did anything. But um, my man CJ Fly, shout out to hey, Brooklyn. Shout out, shout out to my people in Brooklyn. Shout out to Pro Era. And by the way, before I get into CJ Fly, speaking of Pro Era, um, this year made what is it? Eight years since we lost Capital Steez. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout, yes, shout yes. out to Steez and his family. R.I.P. King. You ain't got yeah, but um, yeah, CJ Fly, rude boy. Matter of fact, uh, I, I can't. I can't even. Yo, yo, Q, do 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 it, do it one time, man, because I can't say that right. I can't do it justice. What do you mean, rude boy? Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, um, listen. I mean, I mean, long story short, you know, his mother is from Barbados, so, and you know, what I mean, and his father's Jamaican. So, hey, that's that that's home right there, man. That's island. Right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, and uh, and again, um, this album is solid. Like, I don't think I've ever heard a pro era project that I didn't like. And um, same. 
CJ Fly, um, the, this, it was a couple years of a break for him because um, I think Fly Trap was like 2017, 2016. So yeah. yeah, it's been it's been it's been a couple of years, but and I and I know a lot of people when you say pro era or you hear pro era, automatically everybody's mind is gonna go to Joey Badass, yeah. but yeah. I think right. pro era got a lot of talented dudes in that camp, man, and um. He he definitely did use a lot of the a lot of the crew. Uh, he got production from Chuck Strangers. He got mm-hmm. production from Kirk. I feel like Kirk Knight is an underrated producer, and yeah. Kirk Knight really like shined on this mm-hmm. on this uh, on this album production wise. But I mean, it's on the fact that Static Selector is, is you know is behind it, and and you know you know how we all feel about Static Selector. Once you hear that static in the background, oh, and yeah. that soul behind it. It just it just flows so perfectly with the pro era and, and the sound with Static Selector. So I'm like, yeah, man, this is the one right here. Yeah. Solid yeah. album. Yeah, man, and not not to mention anytime Static Selector produces something, you get that that soft female voice at the beginning of the track. Static. <laughs> so yes, yes. <laughs> but nah, this, this, I, I can't even pick one track that I like on this. Um, Rude Boy with Joey Badass, dope. Um, Single, yeah. I like I like Block Party with Kirk Knight. Um, City We From was interesting with with him and Conway the Machine. Yep. But and then every pro era album always got to have the posse cut as the last track. Yeah. The pros, mm-hmm. man. The that was pros. the joint right there. That was my favorite one. I'm a sucker for posse cuts, but that was a good one, man. They all came off. No chorus that was needed. A very good one. Oh yeah, very good. You just got them, got the beat playing, and just rap. And they took them wow. out with the hook at the end of the song. The young yep. lady there, she killed it. Oh, that's uh, Tina Apex, man. And, and yeah, like Apex. I said, uh, Pro Era, they've been quiet lately, and I would like to see some more Pro Era projects come out yeah. to the forefront in 2021, man. But same, same. Yo, that's CJ, absolutely. yo, shout out, shout outs to CJ Fly, man. You, you did your thing. Is it just a? I wish we could have ranked this one in the top five, but we got uh nah. we got, we got, we got more heat in the chamber. Um. Then we got uh let's talk about Shane Noir for a second. All right. Shane Noir yeah. and Juno. Uh Eric, what 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 you brought this one to my attention because Shane Noir was not on my radar this year. So you wanna just, uh, you not wanna either, just yeah. uh tell the people what was uh what, what attracted you to this album? Man, Shane Noir herself, she just completely blew me away from just like not even a female MC standpoint, but just an MC standpoint. Um, a tribute to the ladies' first episode, my homegirl Melina there, you know, represent. Hey, yes. Definitely got to yes, show love to the female MCs, man. They are out here, man. Not everyone is doing that Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion stuff. There are girls out here who are spitting. And she's another um, one from Buffalo. They just have that gritty sound, man. I don't know what it is in the snow up there, but, like, they are just, just gritty and just they just give you that that real life in their songs that you know you could relate to or, or or just know somebody that's been through something like this it's it's just hard man the way her delivery her cadence is just on point man and i was just just browsing just through you know albums that came out this year cuz um normally i do like my own personal like top 5 and of albums of the year song of the year and um i came across her album the first one was um the one she did with apollo brown we'll get to that one later but after that one, I heard Juno, and I'm like, man, she is consistent. She dropped two albums this year that were amazing. And um, I know one of her influences is Foxy Brown. 
but on she mentions she mentions that on the album but man she it's one of you know it's a 10 song 23 minute you know it's kind of against what i like but uh it was a super super solid listen man and i was just blown away by her lyricism nah and um definitely and yo this 2020 we we gonna just label 2020 the the buffalo takeover year man (laughs) buffalo takeover (laughs) buffalo takeover because conway benny and now and and like and like and like um like Eric said, we're not even gonna be done with Shay Noir after after this one. No, no, um, we're not. But but I like how this album she collaborated with Thirty Eight Special man, and I. That's my Spech, song right there. Yeah, that's that boy, my song right there. That that boy, that boy Thirty Eight Special man, that boy talented. Hey, very talented, and you know what? And 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 going through this. What really drew me into Shay Noir is who she worked with, because who she worked with, I'm familiar with. Like you mentioned, Brown, you just mentioned 38 Special. I'm like, okay, I know these guys. She can do with them. And she just has this, this poetry, this spiritual. She got these rhymes that just get right into your skin. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's like listening to a song like Win, Lose, or Draw. I was like, hey, okay, you know, you know, you have my attention. Even on the song Crown, like, like E, you talk about yeah, Pasca, she got Planet Asia on there. Planet Asia mm-hmm. like, from the West Coast, yep. From the West Coast, so so listening to that, I'm like, she could she could collab with any and hold her own and just go off, like wow, like, and that's what I like. I like MCs that are up for a challenge. Yeah. She'll work with anybody, and we'll get to and like you said. We'll get to it later about her other project and uh, you know, fruits of my labor. I just sat back and I was like, I could just close my eyes and just listen because she's telling you how hard she worked to get here. And we spoke about the women. The women go through a lot in hip hop. This mm-hmm. is a male-dominated thing, and as a female, you gotta scratch and claw and break through that glass ceiling in order to make noise. And obviously, 2020, you know, with the amount of work she and, she kicked down the door in that motherfucker. She not only did she break glass, she shot glass like Steve Austin. <laughs> but nice. uh, nah, there's nothing I can say uh, bad about this album. Um, starting with this next album though, and uh, I like this this next group of albums we're gonna talk about. The veterans came out in 2020, man. Oh yeah, and and. Especially because I was always a fan of Spitter, because you know Spitter. Um, Spitter mm-hmm. started on No Limit. My guy. Spitter started on No Limit, and you know anybody who's been on No Limit, I, I, you know, I, I give a little bit of extra attention to. So my man Currency, he teamed up with Harry Fraud on his Jet Life shit. Shout outs to Jet Life, and uh, they they made an album called The Outrunners. And my only knock on this album was it was too short, yep. literally. Um, mm. nine songs. Yeah. But, and again, I guess, I, bro, it's gotta be some type of a Buffalo takeover, because Conway the Machine pops up on this album. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything... Con- that, Conway every, was everywhere this year. He was everything everywhere. That we, yeah. Everything that we've rattled off so far has had somebody yeah. on it, which yep. is crazy, but, yeah, Conway the Machine is here. Uh, Wiz Khalifa pops up. My, my personal favorite, um, track on the album though is uh Miguel O'Red with um with Rick Ross. That was a good song. That was, you, you know I'm, I, it's interesting you bring that up too about Ross. You know, I mean he appeared on a bunch of stuff. 
It, you guys ever noticed that whenever Ross collabs with somebody, track catered for Rick Ross sound-wise? Always, because he, I agree. You know what it is? Rick Ross needs a certain type of beat for his agreed. for his flow. Agreed. I'm put that out. That's what I. That's the. That's exactly where I was getting to, and it works. It works every I, time. To put a to put a little imagery behind it, and I'm glad you mentioned it. Like when Ross is on a song, his flow is 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 thick and slow, like syrup oozing out of a bottle. <laughs> that delivery, man. But hey, <sighs> it make it work. So and and Rick Ross is always he is the type of artist. His 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 his, his skills as an MC are enhanced by by production. Yeah. So nah, that that track perfectly catered to him, but. Nah, man, it was good. It was good to hear Spitter. I haven't heard a, a currency <laughs> album um, that I actually liked, and well, not like, but I haven't like. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't pay much attention to currency. So when when Eric was like, "Yo, check this out," I was like, "Ah, oh, Spitter's back." And it, man, it, it, if I may, cool. I'm like the currency aficionado. Man, he's ha, oh, dude, his. His catalog is deep. You just lose count. I mean, this year he dropped the Tonight Show with Currency, Smoking Partners, Spring Clean, the Director's Cut, Welcome to Jet Life Recordings. He he's super super deep when it comes to um, album well, mixtapes more so. Um, that's kind of the only thing his one of his knocks that his fans have on him, which is kind of a good thing, is that he drops too many projects to keep up with. And the Outrunners, I actually caught on late because I still was up to um the Tonight Show with Currency because he he just drops left and right. But when I heard the Outrunners, I'm like, yeah, this is it. A lot of his stuff kind of um touches more or less on the same things, like as far as the flashy stuff and cars and right. you know he 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 does got bars, man. Current he I feel like he's one of the most underrated MCs out here. And you know you did say that he was on No Limit. He also was on Cash Money. He's definitely seasoned. Um. Uh, this one, The Outrunners, a song that stuck out for me is probably one of my favorite songs of all time, not just of this year, but of all time, was Gold and Chrome. Love that song. That was he my pick. It. Yeah, I can a million percent relate. You know, my son is nine months old, and his son is a little bit older than mine, and I think he got uh, going on two years. So that dedication right there definitely uh, it hit me in the feels, man. It definitely hit me in the feels, the things he was saying to him. Yo, you know what's crazy? You know what the last currency album I listened to was? What's that? Pilot Talk. Hey, that's a great collection right there. Part one, two, and three. Bro, I, I haven't listened to a great album. album. I haven't listened to a currency album since the first Pilot Talk. That's 2010, bro. It took I me. Mean, my- I, I should be ashamed of myself. It took me 10 years to listen to another to listen to another currency oh, album. Man, that's supposed well, to be a dude. I mean, I mean, you know, with Currency, shout out my boy Ralph. You know, he put me on the Currency in the beginning. And, you know, our, our songs with, um, with Currency and Wiz. That was a long, that was back in New York days, Al, when, you know, Ralph. Right, was, I remember. Uh, rolling Papers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Rolling Papers. How Fly, one of the joints. Right. I, I, I heard that, and I'm like, okay, okay, this is doing much like you, you know, I haven't really listened to much of him. I dibbled and dabbled, but once he told us about this, I was like, okay, let me, you know, let me hear what he got. And uh, besides the songs you mentioned, uh, he ended it off with pounds of paper, mm. and he and he talked about it, fish lifestyle with the cars, with the trucks, with the boats, with the 
you know the garage is full of stuff so it's that it's that lifestyle you know that we all want to talk about especially automobiles man he loves automobiles yeah. this crazy collection <laughs> oh my goodness. but it was a good project it was it it was it was it's something back listen to and you know i mean currency and harry fraud you know putting it together it was very good word nah, nah shout outs to uh currency i'm so mad i I slept on this dude. I really haven't. Uh, I really never. Uh, I I I can't forgive myself for slacking on that, man. <laughs> you know what you gotta do. You know, do man. You got you gotta go to Riviera Beach. You gotta, <laughs> yo, you fun. Yo, you, you funny. Go, <laughs> you funny. You gotta man. go to Riviera Beach to make it up for. <laughs> yo, you catch up on that catalog. It's deep. It might take you a couple months, but uh, he's very consistent. He kind he's kind of like a. Kind of like Ghostface, man. Just dropping 4.5 out of 5 mic releases most of the time. Oh, yeah. Well, if Riviera Beach is in Buffalo, I'll take the drive. <laughs> but um, the next one, because we're talking about veterans, and this is the, the last album on – well, no, second to last album on Honorable Mentions. How about Goody Mob, man, coming out with Survival Kit? Yeah, man. And, oh, man, good to see them, man. Good to hear them. Good to mm -hmm. see them together. Effectively, man. Oh man, yes. Let's talk about the let's last, talk about the last, survival the last, the, the last remnants of the Dungeon family, man. Oh boy, mm. man. Wow. Yeah, I, that album surprised me because at first, the first couple of tracks, um, yeah, I wasn't really kind of feeling. I know Chuck D was on the first song there, but yes. um, as the album goes on, I feel like it just became just more solid to me. It's a lot of, still has that same pain that they used to rhyme with. And um, they got Andre 3000 on there and Big Boy as well, you know, Dungeon Family Affiliates, uh, the Pray for the Sheep joint with Big Boy, man. That was, that was uh, really, really good. Touches on, on a lot of stuff going on today. Oh yeah, very, very good. And, and, and again, um, just to see, because I felt with them, they set the standard for you know, with their debut, which is which is still in heavy rotation in my CD changer, and we've seen Mob go through go through the trials and tribulations and the changes, and come back full circle again with Cujo, with CeeLo, with Timo. Oh man, like wow! It, yeah. And, and also looking at it on the list, so I was like, wow, Goody Mob. I didn't even know that they came out with anything new. Like the last they came out with was seven was. Seven years ago, age against machine. And yeah. it's like, okay, wow, here you go. Survival kit have here. And and to see organized noise come in again with the production, it, it was like a family reunion. Yeah, yeah. Felt like it. Oh yeah. And if I could just say, um, that's the last song on the album, Amazing Grays. Anybody 35 years and up can definitely <laughs> relate to that song, man. Talk about yeah, it. Damn, yeah, damn, why, damn, yeah, why, why, why you gotta make me feel like the baby of the group? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, I mean, if you're the infant, it's past your bedtime, man. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I, 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 I'll be in the, I'll be in the thirties category in two months. All right, leave me alone. <laughs> oh shit, bro. I didn't know you were still in your twenties. Twenty nine, bro. You got an old soul, my man. You, you up there, boy? I, I respect it, man. I didn't think. I thought you was, you know, like. 35, 36. Nah, 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 man. I just hang around a lot of OGs. Man. He's, a, he's actually older than that. He hear this guy commentate wrestling matches. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's a listen, man. That's a different story for a different day. But um, now nah, this 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 Goody Mob this Goody Mob album took me by surprise because, like I said, the last Goody Mob project I heard, like like Q said, was Age Against the Machine, and um, I was just like, whoa, like Goody Mob, like they they still a thing, like right. <laughs> And, and 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 you know like a lot of times when these groups get back together after years they they missing a member or two and is and is like you know but everybody's here yeah including CeeLo. so i just yeah, right it was good to and and, and 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 you know what i loved about it brought the sound that we know them for like the song back to back that song that song sounds like it came out in the 90s mhm and, and and that's what I love that formula. If you got a formula that works, use it. And you mentioned it, you know, about about CeeLo back because we know the history. You know, you know when CeeLo w- was out of the group, the group kept going, and CeeLo found solo success doing other things. But to come back to like like the so-called um, me time, mm. it's like it's like they went back to the drawing board with that original sound and just brought it back full circle. 2020. That was so refreshing and so good to hear. And it's 16 songs, 53 minutes. It's a real album, y'all. Not an EP oh, album. <laughs> legit full length album. Yep. Yeah, but um, I'm glad, like I said, I love nostalgia. I'm, and I, you know, I'm glad to see that yeah, the veterans is still going and I'm glad that they decided to, uh, I'm glad they decided to make a make an album. I mean, this you guys is want some curry goat? Yeah, you you I don't eat that, but you're very funny. That's track number three, man. I'm telling yep. you, it's early in the album. Nah, man, survival kit, man. That's my that's my the the out the name of the 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 name of the track that that's the name of the album. That's my that and um calm before the storm, man. Mm, okay, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, man. And uh, speaking of veterans doing their thing, I feel like this should have been in my in the top five, but it didn't make the top five. But if I had to make the top five, it'd have been in the top five. The Recession Two by Jeezy, man. Word. Yo, shout out to Jeezy, man. I'm a huge Jeezy fan, and and before we talk about this album, I'm glad that he and uh, Gucci was able to uh, squash the beef Word. and get on that verses against each other. That, I feel like not that was a huge step not only for those two as people, but as as for hip hop as a whole. So Gucci yeah. man has no chill, man. Yo, my, that man played a diss track. <laughs> yeah, and performed it. <laughs> what uh, yo, was he, that, man? Yo, he, he's lucky, yo, he's lucky he didn't get killed on the spot. I was watching Juicy. I was watching Jeezy's body language the entire time, and I was like, man, this guy got some great control because I know. Good observation. I know, Gucci, I know what Gucci is trying. Oh yeah, like because we all know the history of what happened. Word. So just seeing them two together, it was a pivotal moment. And even even battle, I said this is not even about the battle because there's no. I said that there's no way that Gucci man could could ever compete with Gigi's catalog. That's full bodies of work that you could go back to and talk about. Even though Gucci Mane has a lot of songs, Gucci Mane, he doesn't have the inspiration, Thug Motivation 101, or Let's Get It, you know, and 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 and, and uh, 
PM103s. He don't have those. Right. So I said, Jeezy, just Jeezy being here next to Gucci was highlighted. It wasn't even about the music. It was just them being there together. That was a moment. Yeah, it was. And it set a good example for the culture, you know, because for those that don't know, basically the beef between Jeezy was, you know, Jeezy had sent, allegedly sent somebody to kill Gucci Man. And um, Gucci Man pretty much off this dude, took him out in, you know, retaliation and self-defense. And there was just a longstanding beef due to the So Icy track. And for years, there was just a lot of verbal jabs, altercations, things of that nature. And for them to be in the same room and to piece it out at the end, you know, like we said, you know, for the culture, you know, yep. it is about peace. You know, that, that was huge, man. And, you know, for the young guys, too, you know, they see that. And regardless of how thick or trill drama be, you know, you can always work work things out some way, somehow, man. We all have to inherit this earth together. So that right there, it, it showed a really, really, really good example of what hip hop, what our culture should be about at the end of the day. And you heard what Jeezy said at the end, what he told Gucci, man. He was like, yo, this is bigger than us. This is about the kids out there that, right. that, that lost their lives in mm -hmm. this. He mentioned, he mentioned, you know, people by name. He mentioned yeah. Pop Smoke. He mentioned all these, all these guys that passed away. He's like, for us to do this should set a, an example. Like you said, he, this is for the future generation. Whatever goes, this can be worked out. We can come together as mature. And again, Jeezy and Gucci have grown since then. Like, uh, you could clarify, when the beef went down, these, I mean, they were kids. They were young. Yeah, yeah, they were young. 2005, 15 yeah. years ago. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those guys were babies. And, and you know, so now grown men, responsible family men, the outlook and the perspective is a lot different. And I and, and I sense that Jeezy, especially in the album, in the too he, he's talking a lot more about business he's talking about entrepreneurship he's different from the snowman that we from back in the day he's oh, still yeah. the snowman he'll always be the snowman but now we are more organized out of the street snowman high rises and into the houses snowman word more and more personal and uh i mean th this is the hip-hop podcast i got a what what's your guy's thing with the shot that he took at 50 cent? I gotta hear this. Oh man. And I want it with 50, man. <laughs> 50's uh he's a machine, man. He he controls the airwaves. <laughs> he's I, uh I, I mean I gotta give Jeezy credit for having <laughs> to even do that. Yeah, I mean, I mean if anyone could do it, it's Jeezy, you know. <laughs> I mean oh, yeah. I mean not not to knock Jeezy because I love Jeezy, but I mean it's uh, it's easy to knock somebody when they don't, when they're not in the game heavy no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Candy Man, you're not fooling nobody. Everybody knows your favorite track is track number nine. Of course, listen. Anytime somebody samples just as good as me, I will always, that will always be my favorite track of the album. Hey, you know, yeah. I mean, Demi Lovato did her thing, man. And Lil Duvall. And Lil Duvall, man, what a song! <laughs> I heard that, yo. When you hit me up that day, that that, that uh, I think it was like late November, you hit me up, and you was like, yo, you heard the new Jeezy album? And I'm like, nah, not yet. Why? What's up? He's like, yo, listen to track nine first and thank me later. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Oh man, but yeah, but, but yeah, fellas, I mean, um, and and again, 
I'm I, I, I don't ever want to come off as hypocritical. I, I'm not I'm not a Jeezy listener like that, but mm-hmm. I can I can listen to his albums and appreciate his work. Like I'm not gonna run and Damn. check for it. But yep. when I listen to it, I respect I respect what he's done and I respect what he 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 had he has the sound. You know, you know me and Jeezy in the beginning. Every time I kept hearing the yeah, ha ha, oh, yeah. oh, hey. I, I I couldn't stay. I said I can't listen to this. But <laughs> when I really sat back and I listened to what he was talking about, and 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 again, me being biased because I don't know about the about the situation that where he was talking about Nas in the interview when Nas the hip hop is dead and everything. I said, oh no, you going that Nas? I can't listen to you. But, <laughs> but after all that. You know, once again, you've seen growth, and him and Nas did do a song together. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, it was just good. But, but you know, this um, Almighty Black Dollar, with once again, you got Rick Ross on there. <laughs> That's another guy I've been putting. In. Shout out to the Justice Justice League production wise. When they get with Jeezy, it's always good. Word. Nah, and um, this album, man. Nah, I, I, I like I said, I, I, it would have been in my, me personally, it'd have been in my top five. I hear that. I mean, and, and you hear him say, "Yeah, they called me a dealer, then they called me a killer. When I went to the bank, they called me a nigger. Who can't feel that?" Word. Real shit. Oh yeah. But um. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. All right, so now we're about to get into the and I and by the way, I recommend y'all listen to that Jeezy album. You'll you'll see why why I, why I think it cracked cracked the top five. But um, now we're gonna go to the top five albums of 2020, and um, we'll start from the bottom and go to the top. And uh, number five, we said we was gonna get back to Shane Noir teamed up with Apollo Brown. To bring us as God intended, Eric, talk to us about this album. Eric. That the doper of the piece, the doper of the two pieces was uh, as God intended. I mean, Juno was a good album, but Apollo Brown from Detroit, his production is is amazing. He's up there to me with like Harry Fraud and a lot of the Boom Bap stuff. This album, super gritty, talks a lot about betrayal. You know, the losses she's dealt with. A lot of anger and violence, man. I think this is just a thing from Buffalo. She touched on, um, you know, single parenthood on the song um, Daddy's Girl. That that was an amazing song, man. You know, she talks oh, about, yeah. you know, not having a father figure and wanting a father figure. And, you know, not only um, ladies can or women could relate, but us men, us boys, too, man. You know, there's some guys out there who haven't who weren't raised with the father. A lot of the things that she was touching on. You know, it hit home for me. You know, I have I have a stepfather. I don't have um my biological father, so I could relate with a lot of the things that she was saying as far as like you know wanting that man to be there and you know someone that you could impress, someone that you could you know hold to a high standard. But great, great album. Apollo Brown. He's just anything he does, man. Any production he touches is just out the park. Oh yeah, love that guy, Apollo. Absolutely. And and to follow up with you, e like like what I said earlier. The collaborations. I mean, when you work with Black Thought, yeah, you better bring, you better, you better bring your shit. Gotta bring it, yeah, she, sure, she sure as hell did on the song "Hustle Don't Give." Beautiful. That was my song. favorite one on the, on oh, the album oh, too. Oh yeah. Oh man. 
And um, and then you got Planet Asia on a song called The Apple. Yeah. That was a good one there. And Sky Zoo. Hey. Yeah. He's it's been there. a minute since I heard Sky Zoo. So I said, wow, okay, you got him on here. Follow the wisdom. That was a song. But like you said, Daddy's Girl is powerful, man. It speaks yeah. to you. Yeah, and um, like, like, like Eric said, this, uh, as God intended, is the better of the two works. And I felt this album. And y'all know me, and I've said this on past, past episodes of this show. I got to be in certain moods to listen to certain things. But I feel like I had to, like, you know, this this album, like, matured my mind in a way, if that makes sense. Like, like you said, she was talking about a lot of things that, you know, specific to women and stuff you don't really hear in rap music. And I was just like, you know what, let me let me check this out. I was able to turn off that filter for a second and just bask in the music, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, money oriented is the anthem. Mm. That's an anthem right there. That's, yeah, that's a really good one, too. Nah, man. Don't like, it's, don't, yeah. nah, and I recommend. I recommend. Like I said, and it, it's a, it's a. Twenty twenty is a buffalo year, man. I, I, I feel, <laughs> I feel, I feel like every everybody should check out, should check out as God intended. And shout out. And to I love people. that. And I love that you keep mentioning Buffalo because when you look at it, you know, I mean, come on, Brooklyn, Queens, you know, what I mean, Bronx, you know, Staten Island. I mean, we talk about, we talked about Long Island. It's all about Buffalo right now. Now <laughs> Buffalo, Buffalo, New York is New York. We back, in baby. New <laughs> York, hey, hey. We had to go upstate for this one, go man. <laughs> we had to go just upstate for this one. Just, just tell, just tell Buffalo, don't miss no more field goal kicks, all right? <laughs> Word. <laughs> well, they made up for it with some great music. Yes, oh, ab- absolutely, man. They they already had some good wings, and now we got good music coming. <laughs> All right, next next on the list. Now this is an artist I didn't know, I didn't know much about. Matter of fact, I had never heard of this artist until Eric had put this in the list. And uh, El Elzai, seven times down, eight times up. Um, e, you wanna you wanna talk to talk to us about why this album made the made the list? Man, my guy Elzai from Detroit, man. Kind of almost a bias for me, you know. My wife is from Detroit, so the, the, these are the uh, the artists and laws for me. Awesome. <laughs> so um, originally I had Royce on my top five, the Allegory, and you know Detroit too. But um, it's not just about Detroit. But it was it was a really good album, the Allegory. But for me, Elzai is just like he's just the Midwest Nas to me, man. Before we um got on the pod, we were speaking about guys like him, guys like Guru, guys like Fonte. They're just teachers, man. And, you know, being 37 years young, I'm still learning about life. There's still things that I'm still grasping on. And Elzai, man, he's he's one of those dudes, man, I listen to. And I just feel a lot, like, more wise. I feel just more smarter and just more ready for the world and just ready for, like, just the things ahead and the real stuff that happens to us day in and day out, man. He touches on a lot of that stuff on, on all his albums. This one as well, man. This is his fifth album, and a track that stood out to me, um, Hot winter, cold summer, so much gems on that. Just throughout the album, man, he's super consistent. It, it is a twelve track, forty six minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do wish it was kind of longer, but um, I loved it, man. It was just such a smooth listen. I must have listened to that album at least like twice in a row. You know, while I'm cutting hair, it was just just bumping it just back to front. I didn't even notice until I was just deeper in the second uh, go round of the album. Like, oh snap, just such a smooth listen. But yeah, man, I advise y'all just. Catch up on Elza and his whole catalog and 
But this one right here, Seven Times Up, Eight Times Down, that's the that's one of the standout albums he's dropped in his collection. I got a question though, E. What up? What does G O D stand for? <laughs> Man. He he came up with so many acronyms for G O D. That's my favorite record right there with um with the Monica Blair. Yeah. And, yeah. Um I mean, I just I just love the way like when I was listening to the album and I was and I was just jotting down some notes behind it because I try to break down lyrics, I try to break down sound. This is just good beats, good rhymes all throughout. It's so much to digest with um with um Elta and and what I and what I what I knew about him based off the slum um based off the slum village fame. Uh-huh. Uh, I I I realized how 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 close he is in that in that in that um Detroit Midwest sound because instantly doing my research on him I realized how close he was to proof you know rest in peace mm-hmm. to proof and just that whole backpacker fat beats gritty rhymes on stage just 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 you know just going off just going in and like you said this guy this guy's a pro this guy's a veteran he's been in the game and and just to hear him and understand his story because he has a great 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 story and again uh connections with jay dilla you know we all we all know jay dilla you know you know with his sounds and um listening to this album i was like wow just just sit back and just appreciates the man technique he's even he's even singing some of the melodies yeah you know, yeah yeah he got in his yeah, he, he's got a good voice he's got he's got a good voice so he could do that and 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 monica blair's all over this album you know with the song smoke and mirror mm-hmm. and um and just and just just diving into where he's coming from because that's the thing if i haven't really listened to an artist and you're introducing me to them i want to know what they're about i want to know their story and he told his story on this album, I think he really, really got personal and pulled back the curtain on this. Yeah. And and and, and, and E, you could appreciate track number five, man. Light one, right one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, man, shit, I could definitely relate to that. That's, and, you that, know, that's that's what it's all about. So <laughs> um, yeah, man. So uh, great album. It's just it's just something you could just throw on, like I always say, sit back and appreciate it. But uh, Candyman, definitely dive in and, and and tell us your initial thoughts about this. So as somebody who had never listened to Elzai at all, um, the first thing that stood out when I listened to the album through and through, and I've and I haven't said this on the show, but like in personal conversations, QG, and I remember um, shout out to my boy Nivlak. I remember we were having a conversation in a group message and we were talking about J. Cole and I was trying to, you know, stick up for uh, um, four year eyes only. And I, I'm very impressed when an artist could make a good album with no features. That right. that 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 says something to me. So it's like because, you know, the purpose of features is, is a business move for the for, for the most part. You know, you you might bring on a more popular artist to get eyes on onto your or ears in this case, onto your project, and he had no features, which was very impressive. Um, light like you said, light one, right one was a it was a favorite of mine too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, thugged out zombies and uh, in Ferndale were also uh, pretty standout tracks to me. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I was. 
And like I said, I was a bit skeptical going into this album, only because again, I had never heard the artist work. But it, it came off it came off better than it came off better than I than I thought it would have been. And it's crazy because I, I was judging before I even like heard a song. I looked at the album artwork and I'm like, yo, this, this nigga, what the fuck is this nigga, weirdo? But, <laughs> but I, but nah, like I, I don't want to misjudge a book by its cover. Nah, Elzai, it was, it was a good listen, and I, and I feel like as a city as a whole, Detroit is, if it's not M or Big Sean, um, Detroit is underrepresented as a, as a hip hop city. So definitely go and check this one out. Yeah, uh, absolutely, yeah, man. I mean, God, Gun Oil and Diamonds. Guns, and, outfits, and dollars. And for the St. John's people, the, it stands for good old dice game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what they used to do, man. I wasn't part of the gambling stuff, but, you know, my man Picasso, who was on a couple episodes ago, I know he was down with the good old dice game. <laughs> oh, man, I remember you guys shooting dice and stuff like that at the train stations or wherever, in the bathroom. Yeah. That's what's that. You guys was doing it. <laughs> I, I was an innocent onlooker, man. I ain't really like to put my money out there and gamble and all that. But, you know, I was just one of the crowd noises out there for them. Yes, sir. Four, five, six. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next album here is, a, is another guy who who was a favorite of mine. And it's unfortunate that he and Jeezy had a falling out. Um, but, but Freddie Gibbs, man, that, that Alfredo album. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Well, 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 I mean, before you get into that, can you elaborate on the issue with Jeezy? Um, so pretty much, um, Freddie Gibbs was signed to Jeezy's label CTE and, you know, Freddie Gibbs had been on, had been independent, um, since, and, you know, CTE is distributed by Def Jam and Freddie Gibbs, for the most part, he felt like Jeezy was holding him down. Like yeah. not holding him down in a good way, like you know, Shoot like he could have, yeah, he could he could have accomplished more when he was on CTE. So, like, and it's it's unfortunate because I like I like I like both dudes, and um, yeah, that that beef was that beef was um, that beef was nasty for a little while, man. Like, mm. yeah, he still sent shots at um at Jeezy. Yes, I think on does. this album too, yeah, he sent some shots at him, man. I don't think uh Freddie Gibbs is over it, man. Freddie Gibbs is kind of the guy you don't want to beef with. I mean, I know him and LL is taking some jabs back and forth, but I, I think it's kind of a, a respectful thing for Freddie Gibbs part. I don't think he's trying to, you know, yeah. he said uh he kind of clowned him a little bit, but you know, I don't think it's uh anything too trill or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean he 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 was just clowning a a, a photo or a video of LL. He was like LL was wearing makeup and you know <laughs> yeah. Was, uh, it, it, it was it was just something to, to 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 you know to just brush and laugh at. But you're right, man. Freddie, when Freddie's on you, man, he's on you. Yeah. Yeah, that whole thing with uh, him and uh, DJ Academics, that was pretty entertaining too, man. He was getting in that boy. <laughs> <laughs> that happened on Clubhouse, did it not? Um, no, no. Freddie Gibbs actually stayed away from it. And I love the comment that he said. He says, once I kill my enemies, they're dead. Meaning that like everybody who was jumping in on academics is like Meek Mill, all these guys who had beef with him went on Clubhouse because I guess academics invited anybody who he had issues with and everybody was just airing them out. But Freddie Gibbs decided to just stay in clear. But um, it was uh, an issue that they had that uh, DJ academics used to be on the show on Complex everyday struggle and he had said some things about him and freddie just uh just murked the man he just got out <laughs> on instagram <laughs> doing all the little uh photo crops and everything and yeah freddie gibbs is kind of a 50 cent ish yeah he's kind of uh, one of those guys like if you go to war man you better bring all your soldiers all your ammo 
Oh, yeah. And, 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 and what I liked about um, Freddie, you know, just the uh, continuous concept, because this is Alfredo. You mm -hmm. know, you had Fetty. Yeah. You know, like Fettuccini. I, I, I like that. The Fettuccini Alfredo type of thing. So, I was yeah. like, OK, you know, that's 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 tight. But I got I got I got one. And like if, if we ever did a word association with this album, Alfredo only got one word to say. What's that? Crack. Hey. Just crack, 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 like, like when you listen to it, the lyrics, he tells you, he tells you all about crack cocaine. I mean, look at yeah, he look is at the, cane, raw look, cane. Look at the baby. title, nineteen eighty five. You 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 understand? So it's like you know, looking at looking at like that. I said, okay, I get where he's coming from. He has a song called Frank Lucas. What do you associate yeah. Frank Lucas with? The mob. You know, the mob and also the drugs. And that had uh, Benny the Butcher on it too. More Once Buffalo again, on the list. And he killed it, Benny man. It's hard to get. Off. Yeah, it's hard to get Freddie like to body him on a track. But I gotta say, man, Benny kind of took that one, man. I gave it to Benny. Benny yeah. came in there. It was it was awesome. And uh, shout out shout out to Alchemist, man, because Alchemist, you know, he's one of my favorite producers. Yeah. He, he comes in with the sound, and it just carries on. Like I love Freddie's flow. He could yeah, flow. Like and he could speed it up, he could slow it down. I love the different techniques of Freddie. I mean, and also I love the different types of collaborations. Like you got Tyler the Creator on here. That was a dope song. That was pretty laid back. <laughs> I like that joint he had on there. Something to rap about. Like you got you got yeah. you got Tyler the Creator, and we don't and, and we've talked about Tyler the Creator as you know, that whole different style, that 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 whole, you know, the whole odd future thing. And Ten songs, you know, like you know, like we discussed. EP. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I could already predict Candyman's favorite song. What's what? Is, take a take a take a take a guess. Baby Shook. Shook. Oh, Skinny oh. Shook. How how'd you, how'd you know? Come on, fool! As much as you big up Shook Knight on this show, you think <laughs> I don't know? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Big Shook. Keep your head up. We ride. See what I'm talking about? Wait, wait, we riding. You riding by yourself? Let me out the car. Listen, yo, yeah, yeah, no, 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 don't do that, cause we don't know who be listening to this. <laughs> sure, let me out the car. You can ride with Big Sugar or you walk. And um, while we on this album, look, you know, guess Buffalo makes an appearance again, man. Hey, Conway, man. It's it's all about Buffalo, Con man. You got Benny and Conway on here. Yeah, Benny and Conway, they on, they on. Well, Conway's on Babies and Fools, and and Benny's on Frank Lucas, so. Yeah, but Babies and Fools is one of my favorites too. I love that song. Yeah, that's dope. Scotty Beam too. Rick Ross was on there. A lot of people are um saying yeah. that song of the year. Yeah, Scotty Beam is tough. It is tough. It is tough. It's one of my songs of the year. But um definitely, man, Rick Ross have uh been busy this 2020, man. I give it to him. I'm not the biggest Ross fan, but uh he I he do. holds it down on his features, man. He does, and um, like like you said earlier, I feel like the production sometimes does cater to him. But on yes. this one, um, he adapted well with what Alchemist and Freddie were doing. Very well, he did very well. Yep, yep. and um, nah, but good, definitely. I and I've been a Freddie Gibbs fan since Straight Killer, so mm -hmm. like you know, I I've, I've kept up with, with Freddie, and I'm glad that uh, you know, we we giving him his uh, we giving him his due. Before at 38 we, years old, my bad. I just yeah, had to no, say, no, he's, he's an OG in this game, you know? Absolutely. It's coming up. It's, it's not a young man's sport, man. He's 38, and he's one of the biggest things out here. That's right. Yo, you know what's crazy? Because 
this this just goes to show you how fast time flies because when he first came on the scene it was 2010 and now he, mm. he, he and now he, he's considered a OG man so damn yeah we getting old man and that but, uh, and that and that debunks the theory when when I when I hear people oh well um you over 30 you shouldn't be rapping shut up nah fuck that you know what's funny you mentioned that and i and i and i'm not not to get off topic and go on a tangent but as much as we love this hip-hop culture hip-hop culture is is, is a culture I, I liken it to sports when you get older they tend to want to put you out to pasture right yeah. and i feel like age i feel like rap rapping is different i feel like with, with hip-hop age should not should not signal that you're near the end of your career. Right. I mean, obviously, there's certain exceptions where hip-hop culture will never diss anybody that's older. Like, I don't think anybody would, would in their right mind would be like, yo, man, tell Jay-Z to hang it up. Tell Nas to hang it I've up. I've heard it. No, people, people really? are that bold. I've, 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 heard, I've they heard say that. Say that whole, I've heard people say yes. that, like, Hope is falling off, but or yes. he's not as hungry. But I've never heard nobody tell that oh, man. Oh, oh, no, oh, oh, bro. I mean, just recently, somebody said that about Eminem. Yeah. Somebody mm, told somebody not, told Eminem to hang. Bro, but but Eminem, Eminem, Eminem recent album, bro, music to be murdered by side two, bro. Mm, mm. And and I and you know what? I hate to be the one to, to say it, but especially because uh, uh, we've gotten emails written in where people have, have have accused me of being an Eminem hater, and I'm I, I'm <laughs> not. A hater, but no, but but, but oh. no, no, but you gotta understand, like. I understand, you know, people have a pit, but you got these rainbow-haired, tattooed, backward, just-birthed, breast-milk-drinking rappers coming out here talking about, <laughs> oh, you should hang it up. You've been in the game for a cup of coffee. I'm, surprised you, have, you, I'm surprised you ain't call that man a rat. I'm not talking about, well I, well, I mean, you brought him up. I'm not talking about Chuck E. Cheese. I ain't talking about him. <laughs> I'm, talk, I'm talking about some other people out there that got the nerve that haven't even done anything to even earn the right to mention Eminem's name. Right. If, you, if you put in the work, then you have the right to at least say something. But you got some people that don't, that haven't even left a footprint in the sand talking about they need to hang it up and retire. No. You shut your mouth. Word. They talk about retire. Go to school. Read a book. <laughs> Learn something. You know what I mean? And, and But, you know, I just had to get that out there because it frustrates me. And I've heard other rappers say this. They don't do this to the Rolling Stones. They don't do it to these rock groups that come Yo, out there and still do shows. Yep. And, right. Nobody's telling that. them to retire. And you yeah. know what the funny thing is? You only see it in hip-hop. Because even only. in... It, bro... You ever seen them, them Temptations reunion concerts? The footage? Yes. Bro, it's oh, not even old the original. Bro, it's not even the original Temptations because Otis Williams is the only one still alive. They are like Thank a 29th you. incarnation performing of old ass songs and everybody by mother age and old is still throwing panties at the stage. Yes, yeah. they enjoy it. Bro, New Edition got clowned for doing the routines at the BT. It's New Edition doing the dance moves. Right. It wouldn't be New Edition if they didn't do it. Sure, these guys are a lot older now, but th but this is but the crowd loved it and enjoyed it. Bro, I swear, and that, yeah. and that's a that's a it's a huge problem in in hip hop culture that need that that needs to be reversed, bro. Because yes. because ACDC, Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin, you yes. hear them? You they go on tour, bro. The whole fucking building is sold out. Every oh single my god, crazy yeah. sold out. And, mm -hmm. and but 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 yet. 
you you want to talk to these young kids? I'll never forget. I was getting my hair cut uh, a couple months ago in the Bronx, and the, I think I told this story before. And the, and the, and the, and the dude from the Bronx, I was like, yeah, I host a hip hop podcast. We talk about rap music. And then dude dude from the Bronx, I was like, yo, KRS One. He was like, KRS One. Like, man, I don't listen to that old nigga. I was like, what? Uh, you see, you see, you see. See, that's why you got to get your ha- your haircut at Hellgate Grooming from your boy. <laughs> exactly. You're not, you're not gonna hear that blasphemous talk. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> you're not gonna hear that bullshit. That Whoa. was the last haircut I got. I I was so disgusted. I didn't get a haircut since, but. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Nah, true story. But nah, but when I hear things like that, it's just like it's like it's fucked up because it's so disrespectful. So so that's yeah, why yeah. like when these cats they pay homage to like either they sample songs from like the eighties and nineties or they actually work with these with these artists from whose heyday was back then. I'm like, yo, that's because because yeah. even in other avenues of life, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure nobody's tired of Liam Neeson being in the movie. Nobody's right. no. tired of Clint Eastwood. No, right, exactly. But but, but yet, an artist like you know, like Rakim could come out with an album tomorrow, and a lot of the young heads they'd be like, Nah, man, we not fucking with this old nigga. And Big Daddy Kane will bust anybody ass on stage till this day. Still, say something about Kane, you no good. Or Rakim, word up. Never talk about that. Man, I feel like that's a like hip hop culture is beautiful. But it's also got a lot of share issues. It's got the ugly side. That yeah. and that's one of them because uh, we we shouldn't be discrediting anybody from anybody for who's been who's a veteran that comes out with new music. They should be now. celebrated. Give them the flowers while they're here. Because then when that artist die and they and they apple oh, music yeah. streams by hundred and fifty percent. Right. Right. Word facts. That shit, man. But um, before we get into the top two albums, we overlooked this on our honorable mentions, and I feel like we can't talk about 2020 without talking about this album but pop smoke album and i should really I leave like now that. should i leave why, why would you, why, why would you <laughs> nah. i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking because 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 you know i get i get a lot of criticism too much as you get criticism for eminem i sat there and listened to pop smoke but go ahead you go well you get, well you get criticism for your for your comments about harlem man no 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 oh, i do not i do not have any criticism for harlem I am not a fan of Dipset. That's just that's just that's bro, just, bro. That's just clearly you, what it is. You, you said, Wait, so said, you didn't listen to um Dipset Christmas? Dipset what? Dipset Christmas. Man, they got a Christmas album. They it came out well, maybe like six, seven years ago. Well, listen, they might as well come out with um um Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, I still won't listen to it. No, no. Come yeah, on, no, we might have that. people that listen to this show that, that 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 celebrate Kwanzaa. Don't do that. No, I'm <laughs> shouting them out. I'm shouting them out. But just don't have Dipset Christmas in your stocking stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get you that man for a late Christmas gift, man. This decent album, man. It's kind of surprises me. I'm gonna have to return it back to you. Though, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but um, now the, the pop, the pop, the pop smoke album. Like I, I I liked it. I li- I must have listened to it at least about eight times. Eight and times? Eight, bro. That's how impressed I was with it. But now, that's see, I gotta put an asterisk next to it because it's a posthumous album. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like had Fifty Cent not stepped in in the executive producer role, mm-hmm. right. a lot of those features on that album wouldn't have happened. And I also feel I also feel like a lot of those verses, like 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 he had. Re- and the way this is just the way the album sounds to me. He recorded a verse or two 
and they really didn't they really didn't know what song right. it belonged to. I agree. It was just a leftover verse, and they threw yeah. it over a beat, and they called this fan and this man to collaborate with him. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. You're right about that. Yeah. And the biggest song on the album is Dior, but that came out before the album was was made. You know what yeah, I mean? Woo, with Fifty right. Cent and uh, Roddy Rich, the Woo. Yeah, that that's gets one every, of my favorites. That plays on the radio every day. All the time. All nah, the time. That's 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 definitely one of my favorites. Um, but now nah, my my favorite um uh, my my actual second favorite song on the album is Hello with A Boogie with the hoodie. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that and I'm um, snitching with Quavo and Future. <laughs> so, and and you know what? It's a shame because even though it's a posthumous album, and you know, with po- we we've seen plenty of posthumous albums in in hip hop. Tupac, obviously. Um, Big L, Chink's Drugs comes to mind. Big Pun. But I feel like because I feel like because this album wasn't finished before he died. There's a lot of manufacturing involved, and that's why we can't put it in the top five category. Because you can even hear it, like if, like, like I said, if Fifty didn't make those phone calls and set certain things up, I, I don't think the album would have been as good as it is. Yeah, I agree. And production-wise too, because the sound is impeccable on there. They did really go with the production. Um, really I must, did. I must say, before like Pop Smoke like had passed, unfortunately, I wasn't the biggest fan of him. Just because, like, I'm not a fan too much of, like, the new stuff. I have an ear for it, but it doesn't really hit me as hard as, like, you know, the vintage stuff or the boom bag stuff. But um, I got to give it to him, though. He has so much appeal, and I don't think it's anything about lyricism. He no, just has, right. like, presence. Just just him himself, like, his voice, you that know, his voice, persona. Man. Well, well you he, know what? Uh, I... Yeah. A lot of people compare him to an early 50 Cent, and I hear it. Yeah, I yeah. hear it. You can like, hear it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not talking, and when I say early 50 Cent, for those of y'all who are in the know, I'm not talking about Get Rich or Die Trying 50 Cent. No. I'm talking no. about 50 Cent is the future 50 Cent. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Mixtapes. Right, right. And, like, and the, I, first time, the first time I heard of this kid was um, Dior. I, like, any time I went out to a club or a lounge area with, you know, with friends, I didn't know who he was. She right. let every, that dance. She let every that time dance. that song came on, people got on that dance floor and around. They did not hesitate whenever this song came on. See, and, and, and that's and, my yeah. bad to cut you. That's no, when no, I started ahead. liking him too because I was at a holiday party last year and the DJ, shout out to my man Kevy Kev. He um I kind of seen he was like kind of like, you know, what do I play here and stuff? Because it was like a lot of modern stuff. So, um, you know, the music's loud. So I typed on my phone. I, I typed Pop Smoke, um, Welcome to the Party, because it was just a song that I was just hearing all the time. And it right. kind of started growing on me. But once that played, everybody hit the dance floor. Everybody. Man, I was like, wow, this dude has like so much appeal. But go ahead. Yeah. My bad for jumping in. No, no, no. I got you, bro. So, I mean, to sum it up for me, listening to the album, especially the song Gangsters. And then and then listening to West Coast shit. This is right around in your car, goon trap music. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what this album is, and 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 it appeals, like you said, Pop has that, well, you know, that that star quality. He has he he's a star. He ha, he has that about him. It's a shame that he's not here to to enjoy the success. And and yeah. and who knows who knows how far he could have gone. Exactly, and, and he didn't. And, and, and that's what hurts. Hey, go, no, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. 
I, mean, I was saying that, that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. He he did things like, in my opinion, kind of the right way because he moved out the hood, not like you know stack bundles. You know, rest his soul. He was still in Far Rockaway when they murdered him. Pop Smoke moved to Malibu. He just slipped up because you know he had put his address on the Instagram live or, or by, something. By accident, something. he put the label by accident. Put the label by accident. Right, right, yeah. right. But but you know he had did he you know the kid. Was 20, 21 years old. He's a young kid, he man. He's a and kid. He's a he, kid. Yeah. And he got out the hood. He bought himself a house. You know, he was trying to. He was focusing on his career. You know, and these haters, like we said, the ugly side of the hip hop culture, man, just you know, went out for business for themselves, man, and did this. But you know what the crazy thing is? The and and this is just from the police reports. Apparently, the dudes that robbed him and killed him, they didn't know who he was. Wow. Wow. That's what they said. They did. They didn't know he was a rapper. They they just. Somebody, they just caught wind that this dude who who was in a mansion, who was buying a pair of thousand dollar jeans, had his address on on Instagram, and they seen it and they went to go. That rob sucks. Him. That sucks. That's 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 horrible. Terrible. But, but you know why I also feel why this album gets a lot of hype. He's Love from that. Brooklyn. Yes. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's crazy. It's crazy to think about this, but. Since 1997, we've still been looking for the king of New York. Yeah. Even though some will argue and say that it, 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 Jay is, is Jay or Nas, but we're still looking for the king of New York since Big died. So I feel like because he's from Brooklyn and Brooklyn Bro- and Brooklyn especially has had like a crazy rap history. Like yeah. been a lot of talented artists, but nobody has been the guy. Since 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 big and some could argue for Jay, but, you know, Jay has moved on to other things. He don't ever got a rap ever again for the rest of his life. Right. So I feel like Brooklyn has been hungry, especially because, you know, Fab was supposed to be the guy and Fab right. dropped the ball, some could say. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I feel like, like, you know, because he was a Brooklyn dude, that's why. You know, there was a lot of hype and acclaim around pop. Hey, you know what else, too? You know what else, too? And I, and to add to what you're saying, he got singles on this album that, that get heavy rotation. Mood swings. We didn't even mention that. That, that gets played a lot. Mm. You guys mentioned yeah. the woo. So with Big, Big has Big has those singles, just like Pop. Pop got those singles on, on this album. And that, that springboarded him to the forefront. Like, you could point at him and be like, hey, that's the guy right there. Yep, and um, one last thing, his sound is unique. Um, very, very unique. Because uh, there's many sub subgenres of, of 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 rap that we've talked about, boom bap and bounce and and all this other type of stuff. He he used the UK drill sound, this which is was drill. which drill is drill is is popular in the UK and it's popular in Chicago. So he was the first New York guy to you know. Um, make that his signature sound, which was unique. So, I mean, man, but but like y'all said, who knows what he could have been had he not been taken away from us early, you know? Yeah. I mean, you found it. I mean, I mean, isn't it interesting on the song? Some. I mean, doesn't the song "Something Special" sound familiar to you guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he take um like a fifty hook? He took. He he actually got the uh, um the uh, um. Fab and um to me a record. The to me a record. It followed the same way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and like I mean, and, and again, it's Brooklyn. You know what I mean? So I, he he probably was influenced by how Fab jumped on that to me a record. So he probably wanted to do a version himself. 
Right. Okay. Now, yeah, I know the one you talk about now. Yeah. It was tight. It was. Tight. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was a good radio single. He does that very well. He does make a a lot of good singles for the radio that are like respectable. You know, not like oh, what's yes. this? Oh, this one again. Like, it's actually like oh shit, this is alright. You know, you could bump it in the car. You know, just while you're going about your business. Good radio singles. I mean, the kid. I mean, the kid had a vision. He had a vision yeah. for what. And and again, you know, I think with fifty. That's also the tutelage, you know, you got to make those radio friendly songs. Even, even, even Pac said that. Pac yeah. told Big that. So that same type of teaching matters. Word. And, um, yeah, man, we lost that man too soon. R.I.P. to Pop, man. But yeah, without further ado, the top two. Number two was, a, was, a, was an album that we just, we, before we even heard it, we saw the track listing and got hyped. And uh, Nas King's disease, man. Yeah. The firm is back, man. <laughs> and we're not talking about the firm that was on the album because nature no. is nowhere to be found. We talking about the original. We talking about Shout the out firm. To nature, though. We Shout talking out to about nature. The, we Shout talking out to about, nature. We talking right. about affirmative action, 1996 <laughs> firm. We talking about Carbega. Oh. Well, Mega, he killed that joint. That, he had my favorite verse. He had my favorite. Yeah, I, man. All of them did good, but that what? verse by Cormega? I'm sorry to say, man. I'm sorry to say. I'm sorry to rain on this parade, man. Oh, it, uh, it hurts. Yo, Foxy Brown's verse. I can't. <laughs> Me and my wife clowned that verse. Wait, wait, wait. You ain't like you ain't like Fox Boogie verse, man? She said absolutely nothing. It didn't something. fit. It, it didn't fit. No, it was good to hear her. Her presence like was he great. Said, yes, but no her presence substance. Was great. Right. Exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, give her credit though. I heard she deaf, man, and she's still rapping. <laughs> give her credit. Man. Man. Damn. Yeah, man. I mean, her presence. If you break down, because if you break down, I mean, I mean, sorry, fellas, but if you break down full circle, Nas has a verse on his perspective on women. AZ yeah. has a verse in his perspective on women. Omega has his verse perspective. Foxy's, Foxy's verse did not follow what they were doing. No, nothing. It uh just it was if even if you go on like if you read the lyrics and just not know it's her, you're like, what is this? Like what is this person right. saying? You know, like but her voice, her presence, the laugh, the ad libs, it yes. was refreshing to hear her. Just yes, not the it lyrics. Was. It was <laughs> put Shay Noir I mean, on there. I mean <laughs> And, and shout out to Hit Boy. You did an amazing job producing yeah. this album. Exactly. Great producer. Oh Great yeah. Album. And 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 again, you know, Nas is a is 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 one of is one of the goats. And what I love about him, you never know what you're gonna get on a Nas album. Every Nas album is different. And yep. creatively speaking, Nas always has a concept every single time. And with King's disease, um, and, and, and for those that don't know, he's talking about gout. You know, that's something serious. I've known people that suffered with that. Mm-hmm. I just love the metaphor with it. Like, it's excessive consumption of eating rich foods and drinking alcohol. But merge that in with you're just doing too much. Mm-hmm. Too much partying, too much women, too much this, too much that. Too much is bad for you. So, yeah. That's what that's what he's looking at. But I love the growth of Nas here as far as a businessman and call and saying peace king. He he lets you know from the jump. I'm the one that came out there saying peace king before right a lot up. of people were saying it on wax. So now everybody wants to say it. 
he see he he wants you to uplift yourself. He sees us as kings and queens, and he motivates it. But what I also love too, what what Hit Boy was able to do, he was able to take us to Queens, man. Yeah, Car eighty five, song of the year, baby. Come That's on, Car eighty five. The stuff Ooh. he was talking about on Car eighty five, it man, it's just so visual, bro. Sh you can shout out, sh yourself. shout outs to Uncle Charlie, by the way. Yo, oh, Alfred, yeah. you gonna sing that Car 85 hook for us? I know you the singer. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting on that. I ain't gonna front. <laughs> you know, oh, I'ma leave I'm a, I'm a, I'm a leave I'ma leave this one alone because I don't wanna I Are you can't gonna let, you gonna let Chris live today because yeah, yeah, he's not yeah, scared of me. <laughs> I, like me Chris live. Live. I don't I don't I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna disgrace Charlie Wilson, man. Oh really, really, <laughs> really, really. But you wanna disgrace Ron Isley every time Project Windows come hey, out. Hey, so hey, 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 listen, listen. Ron, Ron, Ron Isley's <laughs> the greatest con man in hip hop, man. But you destroy him every single time. I don't so you don't destroy want to disrespect him. I, I Uncle Charlie Wilson. You I don't, don't want destroy to... him. I don't destroy him. I just pay homage. That's not paying homage. That's a nightmare. <laughs> I, just, I just pay homage, man. I, I just pay homage. I, I listen, man. I can't do it like Charlie. I don't got the voice for it. But but you know what? Interesting enough with this um with this album. Also, um, also with the song with "Replace Me" with Big Sean, I was impressed with that. It's a great you know? single. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I'm not a big Big Sean guy either, but it worked together. Yeah, yep, it really did. And shout out to you know what I love about Nas too that I need to point out as well, he gets respect from the generation before him, he gets respect from the people in his class, and he gets respect from the people after him, after that class, and that and that's a special type of MC being able to do that. Yeah, totally. Like uh, Brucey e. B, I mean, come on, Brucey e. B is one of the first premier DJs in hip hop. Notable voice. Yep. Oh God! Oh, and I, to bring him back. Can I ask you a question? Here, on the record. What's up? Now, how do you feel about the Lil Durk feature and the Fivio Four and the ASAP Ferg feature? Because I know those are not really people that you you really fuck with. No, it's not. But I respect Nas for doing those records because it shows that. He himself is not a hater. He embraces the youth. He and that song with Lil Durk, he keeps talking about Chicago. Yeah, yeah. The song has a concept because we all know about the violence that has taken place in Chicago. Yep. So yep. it was good. It, it was good to have that. Like I don't I I knock these guys for reasons. But if mm -hmm. they could come with records that mean something, like if you do a record with Nas. It has to mean something. And Little Dirk, it worked out. It worked out for what Nas wanted. As far as Spicy goes, it's the same thing. With Five like and joint. Steph, it, it worked out. Hey, they did a video for it. Yeah. Everybody sounded great together. So when you work with an artist of a Nas, you got to follow up with what he's trying to do. So yes, I may not be a fan but if you come together with my favorite, with, with one of my favorite MCs and do work, I'm gonna acknowledge you. So mm -hmm. Little Dirk, Five O, and ASAP, they did very well on this album. And and shout outs to Anderson Pack, man, because oh, all yeah, bad. great song, all bad, yep. all bad, man. That's a banger. And uh, you know what? I'm gonna take a stab at the hook, man. Car 85. <laughs> that car about to break down. <laughs> ah, but nah, the whole King's Disease album, man. And you know what's crazy? Because a lot of people was true. I'll never forget when when um when he came out with Life is Good. 
a lot of people was ready to write Nas off. Yeah. Like, and the then, Kanye album. Yeah. Oh, are you talking about Nas here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with Kanye. Well, no. Yeah. A lot of people, well, it started with Life is Good. Because when Life is Good came out, he came out with Summer on Smash. I love that album. A lot of I people, didn't like that song, but I love that I, album. I, 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 like I, I love Life is Good. A lot of people was like, man, Nas, get Nas out of here. And then yeah, um, Life is Good was a good album. Yeah. And then yeah. Nasir, a lot of people was like, oh, nah, this is. And my biggest issue with Nasir was it was too short. Yep. But nah, man, I think nah, I think Nas, Nas got it with King's Disease, man. Piggy, piggybacking off of that being the short, right? So like, this was my album of the year the whole year up until a certain release that came out that we're going to touch on. Uh, but right. being that this held so much weight, it still was in the back of my mind that this was only 13 songs. Even though it's such a smooth listen, it is 38 minutes. It is kind of short. But he pieced this album so well together that the outro was one of the best outros I've heard on the album. He, oh, yeah. when, he when he switched the beat up and he started getting into the real shit, man. He killed it. And then um, the one we were just talking about, Spicy, with Fabio Foreign and ASAP Ferg, I feel like that was a nice little bonus cut to like kind of end off the album, you know? Yes. But he, he pieced this joint together so well, man. Shout out to Dr. Dre, too, on um, Full oh, Circle. He had the nice little good verse. to hear him. It he actually killed him, Foxy man. Brown on that one, too. <laughs> <laughs> and his was super short. It, it was, yeah. And, yeah. and it's crazy because most people didn't even know, you know, because the name is not listed on there. But right, yeah, yeah, Dre, yeah. It's not, it's I, not listed in the credits, but you hear Dre, like, oh, wait a minute, that's Dr. Dre. Yep, yep. Killed it. Oh man, that was really cool, man. I mean, just to, just seeing that, and and again, Cormega embraced it and put it out there on his Instagram. He kept yeah, playing it. And our guy it. is nominated for a Grammy. Grammy. Let's go, no, man. Can he finally? finally. Can can he finally? Can he finally win the big one? I want him to win that Grammy so he bad. All win the it, albums bro. nominated are great, man. But I really want Nas to just have that Grammy, man. Yeah, me too. Oh, it's long overdue. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, man. He, he needed Grammy, you know. And then uh, he could celebrate by making a song with Ron Isley. It'd be all good. <laughs> just don't sing it. Ah! <laughs> But uh, man, the grass. Oh man, man, stop breaking all that glass in your house with all that singing. <laughs> Listen, man. But um, my New Year's resolution: more singing on the show. But um, all right. Well, I'm gonna hand in my resume. My New Year's <laughs> resolution. But um, now here's my only beef with 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 the number one album. I feel like the order should have been flipped. I feel like King's Disease should have been number one. Mm. But um, the number one album for 2020, um, according to uh. The uh, us collectively is uh Buster Rhymes of all people. He came out with a uh, extinction level event number two sequel in 2020. Wow, man, a 30 year veteran, a 30 year veteran with the number one album. Kick the door down. Oh. And you know what's crazy about this? And and th I was talking to somebody um that I know personally. And I was telling him, I'm like, yo, this is odd because his last couple of albums before this, like back on my BS was the uh, like was the last one, and that was a, a yeah. clunker. Wasn't a fan of that one. I was no, like, no like, like it. And 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 now also think of this: it's 11 years between albums. He this man took an 11 year break. He took and, time to craft it. And he went from 
A-Rap money and, and respect my conglomerate to ELE of uh, number two. Man. Sometimes I, you got to go back. Yeah. He did. And, and I think he did this the right way because look at the list of names. Rock him, Pete Rock. He had o- o- unreleased ODB verse on him. Yeah, Jay Dilla. My man had a M O M M O P on here. Eminem like, on the deluxe. Yeah, he got Eminem on the deluxe edition. Q-tip, yeah. man. Like, like he went he went back to his roots, and then of course he's got Kendrick on here. Ooh, that verse. Oh yeah, that was a good song, man. And my that man, my crazy. man even got. And see, this is a and now this was a central figure. Anytime two rappers had beef in the nineties. Who'd they call? Farrakhan. He even had Farrakhan on the album for crying yeah. out You know something? And I'm glad you brought that up because this album, we're talking about Extinction Level Event 2. The first one came out in 1998 and that has great critical acclaim. Anytime you follow up a predecessor, you gotta have something that makes it live up and exceed the expectations. And Buster Rhymes being a 30-year pro, 30 years in the game, he knows exactly what to do. This album is biblical. This album is historical. This album deals with politics. He has the energy. He brings the energy every time. That's the thing I love about Buster Rhymes. And you mentioned Farrakhan. Farrakhan sums up what this album is about, Mm -hmm. The Wrath of God. And Farrakhan is a pivotal piece of hip hop history. We all know with the with the East Coast, West Coast beef. Farrakhan was the bridge to bring all these people together and to give them perspective. Rappers have worked with Farrakhan before. Ice Cube has sampled them plenty of times on his on his music. Farrakhan gets so much respect. And to have all that together. I really enjoyed this album because Buster Rhymes was able to bring all his techniques, all his capabilities, all his styles onto one LP. It kind of it kind of takes you through a journey of Buster Rhymes' entire career. Like when you look at the song with Q-Tip, anytime he gets with Q-Tip, it's a great great song because of the friendship yeah. and the chemistry with him and Tip. This mm-hmm. reminded me this reminded me of don't of of, of um can't hold, don't the, hold torch. the torch. Yeah. Th- th- mm-hmm. This song this song reminded me of it. And Same. you got exactly. And again, we got to bring up Rick Ross. We've been talking about Rick Ross on the show. <sighs> Master Master Farad Muhammad is a great song. Yep. The sound is tailor made for Rick Ross. They talk and, and and again, you bring up Farrakhan this has a big thing to do with the five percenters of the nation of Islam. Master Farad Muhammad is the creator of the nation of Islam. He's the one that taught Elijah Muhammad and then it went down the rank. So this lets you know Buster Rhymes level of thinking. He addresses yes. Trump on this album. He addresses him strong on this album. And every song on here has something for everybody. You got Vibes Cartel on here for goodness sake. Yeah, that was a dope song. That was the first single I heard, and then yeah, you know, well, yeah. and, 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 and he book. embraces he embraces his Jamaican roots. We all Buster Rhymes love his roots. Mm-hmm. You, you you get some Jamaican patois on this album, you know, and Al, you need to show appreciation for it because you do have it in your blood. Embrace the Jamaican patois, Alfred. Yeah. I'm just telling you to do it. Well, and going back to our earlier point um, about age and ageism in hip hop, as I like to call it. Um, this this album, the reception to this album put a smile on my face because 
you had people who weren't even born at the time that the first ELE dropped that was bumping this album, if you realize. Like, this album got critical acclaim from people, from, from, the, young, from the young generation. Yes, it did. And it's just mm-hmm. crazy because, like we said earlier, a lot of times, they'd be like, oh, that nigga old, I'm not fucking with him, but, yo, like, everybody just took the buster. And again, I don't know if it's a New York thing, but everybody just took the buster. Chris but, Rock, shout out to you, Chris Rock, yeah, for being man. a great narrator, man. Killed it on that album. <laughs> um, if I may jump in, I got a couple things to say about this album. Sure. Um, right just ahead. with the narrative, man, um, the original album has 22 songs then it's an hour 17 minutes some people might get kind of turned off by that but what people don't understand is you know there's skits there's interludes you know with this album personally i feel like it's something that you should just play you know you could go to certain songs like um where anderson pock you that's a really good song that's pretty catchy there you know and he has um a couple other like catchy joints like the one with odb slow flow and um mm. But if you hear the album, like it's in, in in its entirety, like from front to back, it tells a story. Like the first ELE was talking about like the year 2000, everybody was, you know, scared, the computers, you know, they all those rumors and stuff like that. So he kind of, you know, was talking about like, like that. And then he came out with the anarchy. So this, you know, what we're dealing with now with the virus and all this craziness, you know, it, it was just right that um Extinction Level Event Part 2 came out. And then um he made two versions of the deluxe album. Um, the biggest one has 30 songs and it's an hour and 52 minutes. And, you know, people may get turned around, turned, uh, turned down by it, but you got to listen to it, man. Especially the joint he had with Eminem. There's a cool story that I read where he said that. Um, yes, I, I meant to ask you about that. Tell him about that. Yeah, he said he sent the record to Eminem with 16 bars and then Eminem sent it back with 40. And then he sent the song back with 45. Eminem <laughs> sends it back with 56. Busta Rhyme sends it with uh, 62. Eminem comes with 66 and Buster Rhymes like, yo, bro, are we going to make this record or like what's going on? <laughs> and you can hear it like within that record, man, like just the, the competitiveness and the respect for each other, man, that they have. And they're just going back and forth lyrically, man. And that verse w- was a killer verse right there, along with um Kendrick's verse with yes. the um, the Jackson 5 sample, man. That that was a huge surprise. I actually had this um album before it came out. Just, you know, the beauty of the Internet. And um. I had it with tags and everything like that. So I heard that awesome. Kendrick verse, and I'm just like, wow, man, this is where Kendrick's been hiding. <laughs> but hey, I'm he's right. He, he's been in the cave, man. Yeah, and we got to mention, man, he has some queens on there, man. He has Mariah Carey. He got Mary oh, J. Blige. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah and he yeah. took it back with the Mariah Carey joint, the, yes, the, the original joint. It, it, they kind of <laughs> sampled that joint and kind of reworked yes. it. It sounds pretty good. And then yeah, the joint good. with Mary J. Blige, that's a real deep joint there too, man. Yeah, great, yeah. great listen. And I know my, my my homies, everyone who listens to this is like, damn, you really put Busta ahead of Nas? Man, it was super hard for me to do, but just like, not just because it's a long album, but just the flow of the album. It just was, per- it was a painting, man. It was a picture. It was just beautiful. Not saying Nas wasn't, but this just with the skits, the interludes and, you know, the features was on point. Busta did him. it, man. Rock, rock him, him in the, in the intro. Rock him on that intro. And oh, Pete my rock. Lord. oh my god, Ooh. man, mm. amazing, amazing. Yes. And then, like you said, um, Chris Rock is narrating the album, and he has that funny outro that comes on on shuffle sometimes in my computer, and people just look <laughs> like, what the hell is going on here? But man, he's he's vintage too, man. Chris Rock, yo, shout out to Busta Rhymes. He's not gonna get the critical acclaim because it dropped, um, I think in November. So people, you know. Albums that come out in November, December, they it's hard to loop them in an album of the year, but 
Yeah. I, I just had to put him up there, man, and give him his shout and give him his salute, man. Absolutely. No. And uh, and you mentioned Kendrick earlier. I need to point out Buster Rhymes shows people that he could he can compete with any generation and anybody on wax. Whoever you get, you get Buster Rhymes on that song. He's going to he's going to show you that he can he can rap with you. He can rap with anybody. And Buster is the energy god. He's the dragon. Yep. Small and a small thing, you know, with the song with MOP, it doesn't have both members. I know um the deluxe has um the new kid that's out, his name is CJ, but um he didn't even have to really credit MOP on the song because he only sampled um Lil Fame from Annie Up. But big right. ups to him for crediting MOP. I know they're gonna get a little bit of their royalties from this album. So big shout out to Busta Rhymes and MOP. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Like I was very happy. Somebody, because you know, uh, it's safe to say here on Rap Lab that uh, uh, me, Q, and, and even To. Shout out to To who couldn't be here. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, um, I'm sure. I'm sure T wanted to talk about this because that is his daddy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we all are mostly dipped in nostalgia. We all have a fond love of nostalgia and. It's good. It's good to see somebody whose heyday. Well, I don't want to say heyday because it make him sound older than he is. But it's just good to see, uh, like, like Q said, a thirty-year veteran, you know, come out with with with, with a with a banger like this. And I think I think a lot of people have universally called ELE two an instant classic. And um, I'm just very. He got happy emotional. Yeah, Busta and, got uh, emotional when when he perception and love for that album. He. It almost it almost brought a tear to him to 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 get that respect, you know, from from the fans, from old and new alike, man. It was just so good to see that for him. Mm. And like, you know, it's just and especially where in a world where people don't get their flowers until they pass. Like, I'm glad that he's is like a merry-go-round because he, he's getting critical acclaim later on in his career like he did early on. And it, it's, just, it's just cool, man. It's just really cool. Absolutely, man. Shout out to Buster Rhymes, man. Hey, that's the dragon, my Taurus brother. <laughs> um, before we wrap this episode up, I want to go around the room real quick. We'll start with you, Eric. What was your What was your favorite hip hop moment of 2020? Could be anything. Oh man, uh, sounds pretty cheesy, but you know what? I'm not the biggest fan of these two, but you know, Gucci Man and Jeezy, what they did on verses was super, super huge for, for our culture, man. And it just shows that, you know, we could get past beefs, man. Any gripes, any long-going problems that people have, man, if these two can squash it, man, I mean, these guys send hitters after each other, man. These guys stood on stage together, and they aired it out, man. And they, they were on some grown man stuff right there, and, and they showed us that, you know, you could piece it up, man. You you know, you ain't got to go have lunch with the guy the next day or anything like that, but we could coexist in this world, man. And I'm super proud of them and I'm super proud of hip hop for, for showing that maturity. And I hope it reflects to their youth and they see that and they cut this out, man, with the guns, with the drama, with the beef. It's not worth it, man. Like y'all want to make music and y'all want to like vent into that platform. Like go ahead and do it, man. You know, and if you want to be about yours to a certain degree, at least put the guns down, man. I come from a place where we, you know, we used to just have to shoot the five or play a game of ball or something like that to, you know, square things away, man. But all this taking each other's lives, man, people playing God and stuff, not cool Amen. with that. But like Amen, what Jeezy and Gucci did, man, that that was a beautiful thing for me, man. Yes, sir. Beautiful. What about you, Q? The firm. Hey. The firm, man. I, I mean, bro, yes, I mean, when I when I saw um Cormega put those 
put King's disease on his Instagram when I when I was watching the uh, Drink Champs episode. Shout out to Drink Champs, man. Shout yeah, out to Nori. Yeah, shout out to Nori, man. Uh, yeah, man. Um, Great episode. Had, uh, oh man, three hours, and it was. Uh, yeah, I, 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 sat, I sat there and I watched that entire thing just to see Nas on Facetime. Yeah, and and Cormega talk. It brought a tear to my eye because I remember I remember when I first heard them. I remember when that beef went down. It broke yep. my heart to see those two just uh you know have their issue but to see where they are now and so much peace and so much love and so much respect it it, it, it every everything came back full circle just like the record and just to see Nas Mega to hear AZ again with them to hear Fox with them you know they I mean they asked nature about it nature gave great great uh, yeah. praise for it and I mean, it was just it was just a beautiful thing. Growing up in Queens and coming from Queens, that's my moment. That's what I will always remember. And yeah. uh, I mean, I mean, E, you and I both, you know, we, you know, we're from we're from this borough, man. And we know we know about the history with those guys. So, you know, just to just to see that, man, that would that that's my highlight, man. Yes, sir. I what you got. I would say for me, just verses as a whole, man. Yeah. Um, because as we all know, versus was all started because the entire United States was was on lockdown. You know what I mean, and not being able to go anywhere. And at the time, there was no sports, so there was really nothing on TV. And not only that, but you know, with the whole civil unrest with with, with between George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, like it was a really dark. I mean, it still is a kind of dark time, but um, it was a darker time earlier this year. And I feel like Versus just provided that entertainment that that we so sorely needed at the time. Like, it, it provided a great distraction. And I, I really hope, like, once things go back to normal, that Versus still continues. Because we had some really good feel-good moments. Like like Eric said, the, the, Gucci and, um, the Gucci and Jeezy beef got squashed on Versus. I also, you know... I, I feel like Junk, Drunk Jada was great, man. <laughs> he got a website with that. <laughs> I feel like Drunk Jada was great. I felt I like, you know, it's just a it's just a whole it was a whole slew of 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 things. Not even just for hip hop, but just music, music in general. I mean, the the good vibes between Jill Scott and, and Erica Badu. Oh, the ladies, oh, yeah. uh, great, great. I was one of the best ones. And then um. Like I said, I felt like I, I felt like I was at Thanksgiving with two of my aunties, man. When Gladys uh, <laughs> was there, man. So it's just beautiful. And then Snoop, oh, and and by the way, DMX, I don't know if you'll ever hear this, but keep your shirt on, man. Snoop, I don't know why you encourage that. Hey, man. Hey, man. Let the dog have it, man. It was good to see the dog happy, bro. But uh, but nah, man. That versus versus was. Well, actually, you know what? My second favorite. I put it on par there. It was it was a great night for hip hop during the, the Mike Tyson Roy Jones fight, man. <laughs> you oh, talking yeah. about Snoop, Snoop on commentary, commentary and all? Snoop on, no, but just the performances. They had Snoop. Yeah. I mean, I know you don't like French Montana, but French killed it in that performance. I mean, you know, French is an acquired taste, but yeah, he, he yeah. did what he had to do. Bro, man, you sleeping on French, man? And Wiz Khalifa was there, bro. Right, right. A lot of snoring. Hank, shut it off. <laughs> Stop it, but but Wiz, I like wisdom French man and Snoop killed it. That doggy style jacket is dope, man. Oh, it was fire. It was fire, man. But yeah, man. So in 2020, man. I hope 2021 is much better because the state of the world got to improve, man. 
Hey, but um, speaking of that, um, there's a there's another album that we didn't touch. We didn't touch about the allegory. You guys want to get into that yeah. real quick? Yeah, we could we could talk about it. Start us off. All right. Well, um, Royce the five nine. Shout out to nine nickel. Let me let me tell you guys something. The nine, the nine. You and these beef DVDs, man. I mean, yo, <laughs> is QD three paying you? No. <laughs> Good. So stop stop quoting that, man. Uh, oh, God. The, uh, the allegory, I what I love about Royce and 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 E, you could back me up with this. Prior to, uh, you know this, and the primes and all that stuff, we've Royce has finally found himself as a complete MC. I felt in the beginning he had struggles making songs. You know, I mean, even though Death Is Certain is a good album, but yeah. but to fast forward. When he got with Primo and when they were doing the primes and then when he came out with the Book of Ryan, which is a beautiful album. Now you have the allegory. Where he just put so much into it, not only lyrically, but he also focuses on the issues about the police brutality and about history. And once again, Buffalo is in the house because we got Conway on here. We got Betty the Butcher on here, you know what I'm saying? Oh. And 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 this is a lengthy album. You got you got 22 tracks on here. And I, and Royce Royce really put in work and once again he really displays his technique. He really shows off his skill set and Royce is Royce can rap. We know Royce is nice. Royce is nice lyrically. I mean, we we talked about Slaughterhouse on here. You know, we mentioned how all these guys are dope. And I, Royce was so unappreciated, I felt, with his skills. And this is another person that's nominated for a Grammy. Yeah. That's wonderful. I'm so happy for Royce. And and, and, and even though I want Nas to win, I won't be mad if Royce the 5'9 gets it because Royce is an excellent writer. And listening to this, I mean, you got Crooked Eye on here. Well, you know, King Crooked. Which is which is not. I mean, I mean, that's his that's his that's that's one of his sparring partners from Slaughterhouse. So, you know, you got um, you, you got the song FUBU with Conway. And we all know for us, by us is a is a legendary clothing that we, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we used to wear that back then. Um, you got Dope Man, which everybody knows about. He's a he's a he's a huge fan of N.W.A. Royce the Five Nine. You know, what I mean, you got Amani and Cedric the Entertainer on this song. Uh, generation is broken. I think what Royce tried to do with this album is give the young generation something that they, that they could look back on and study. I mean, I didn't get to mention this about Nas, but I'm going to tie it in there with Royce. We listen to Nas, we listen to Royce the Five Nine, we listen to rappers of this caliber to learn something, not just Boy. listen to the music. We want to learn something. We want to be educated. And Royce the Five Nine, you 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 realize on this album he educated for those that don't know about the Mr. Softy song, how that song is actually a racist. Oh man. yeah, yeah, that skit with the young lady. Yep. Yes, that's important to know that a lot of people don't know that. I definitely didn't know that. Yes. Yeah. That's a racist song. Mhm. Shout out to my man Chuck. Yo, he actually educated on uh, educated me on that before um, the Royce the Five Nine joint because he. Had- posted that on facebook and i asked him he he, uh he gave me the links to do the knowledge on word that's up. right 
That's right. So so that's my take on this album, The Allegory. It's a, it's a beautiful piece of work. Royster 5-9 continues to grow and grow and grow as an artist. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just wish he would have... Uh, you know, Royce don't get as much credit as he deserves, I feel. Because he's, he's always been... I feel like being associated with Eminem, obviously... Eminem's gonna be in the forefront, and you you're gonna be in the uh, in the shadow. But Royce has always released good music, dating back to Rock City. So, yeah, man. And he touched on something super, 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 super personal. Um, I'm just gonna touch a little bit because I know it's a very controversial thing to talk about. But um, he was talking about how his son uh, developed autism from um, yes, vaccines. Yes. I know yes. a lot of people um, on both sides of the ball here. I don't really want to jump too much into that and make anybody emotional about it. But um, it was pretty uh, enlightening to hear his take on um, the vaccines and what happened to his son. Absolutely. And I, I, I'm sure that was a very sensitive subject for him to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to his son, man. Hope, God, hope the Lord is with him, man. Uh, amen to that. Or... Yeah, man. But... um. Yeah, twenty twenty's been a, a wild, crazy year. I know. Um, eleven months ago, I couldn't have predicted that the world and life would have turned out the way it did. You know what I mean? Right. Or, and uh, just go to show you how how far COVID reaches, because man, Fred the Godson, man, we lost a good one. Oh man, that was my guy. I met Shout Fred out. in Times Square. I met yeah. Fred in Times Square. Um, I mean, I listened to his music. I listened to his mixtapes, and it was right. It was. It was right in front of um BB Kings. It was right there in front of BB Kings. I, I I walked by. I said I said Fred the Godson. He's like, hey, what's going on, man? Shook my hand, just chopped it up with him for a little bit because I was you know I was meeting some friends in front of Virgin Megastore. This is how long back it goes. Um, you know Fred 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 is just a down to earth guy and you know punchline metaphors and he was just such a such a good dude, man. You could approach him and talk to him and you know it it was it was sad to hear about his passing. Yeah, man, he's definitely going to be missed, man. And it's crazy because when he passed, because so for, for, I know I haven't talked about it on this show, on, on the show, but um, around the time Fred the Godson died from COVID, I was in the hospital with COVID and I had it pretty bad. Yeah. And um, I was told I was going to die. So, you know, when I heard that uh, he died, I was like, whoa, like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. Scary, man. Yeah, Shout man. out to you for being in that. Oh, yeah, home, man. Right? Oh, yeah. Hey, I was praying for you, man. You the the nerves, nerves, round you, of applause, you. everything. It, it takes a lot of strength to get out of that, man. You're a real soldier. Yeah, man, man. I, was just, I was just determined not to die, you know what I mean? Because I felt like I got a lot of unwritten chapters left. So, Word up. Well, yeah. uh, I appreciate y'all, man. But, um, yeah, man, COVID is no joke. And, you know, I mean, I know this is a hip-hop podcast, but Everybody take care of yourselves. Wear your mask. Wash your hands and do your thing. Great. And just, uh... Great. Yeah, so... Most definitely. Um, just just be safe. Continue to be safe. And furthermore, let's, let's all respect each other and love each other, man, because, you know, we don't need another pop smoke situation. We don't need, no, we don't need to lose nobody to no senseless act of violence. Agreed. So, we don't need that. most definitely um so yeah i mean this has been our year in review man and uh hopefully 2021 will be much better than uh 2020 um e you want to just give the people your information again so they know where to go to find you 
Yes, yes. I do want to take this opportunity to shout out my two guys, yo. Yo, Alfred, big up to you, man. You work super, super hard on the Rap Lab podcast. You know, I know you do the refereeing thing as well. It's kind of been on hold because of what's going on. But, you know, Alfred posted something pretty deep the other day about support. You know, tell a friend to tell a friend about the Rap Lab podcast, man. Let's keep this alive. Let's keep let's do this for the culture. You know, we're out here just we got families. You know, we have a whole bunch of other things we got going on outside of the podcast. But this is like it's a solace for us. It's a solace for like real hip hop heads, you know, and don't hesitate to hit that play button, man. It, it takes nothing to support your brothers. It takes nothing to support the culture, man. You know, and we was talking about how, you know, the ugly side of our culture has like kind of the haters and stuff like that, man. Don't be one of them, man. Don't don't contribute to that. Just support, man. And, you know, respect what Alfred's doing for us and the, and the culture. You know what I'm saying? So just give us, get the merch, give us a shout, tag us, you know, check the Instagram page, check the Twitter, you know, just just show love, man. It's all right to show love. That, that's the new normal for us, man, is just showing love and giving people their flowers. Um, also, my man QG, yo, that's my guy since high school. I want to say, man, I hope Picasso is still listening. You know, he kind of got the story a little bit wrong, man. I know he shot out the boy Christian Mielas, our boy Broccoli Head. <laughs> he, he, that was not him in the site. It was in the basement. It was me and QG against um, Eugene and Picasso. And I love yes, that episode because he told so many stories. I felt like I was back in St. John's. I'm not going to speak too, too much about it, but it, but that was the battle there. And I remember um, Picasso <laughs> kind of started getting at us and stuff. Like, he made it a little more competitive. I remember QG turned around like, oh, shit, you know, like, you know, this turned into, like, a battle and stuff like that. But the thing is, us four had so much love and respect for each other. It wasn't going to get personal. So, you know, I just tell him, my man, QG, like, yo, just go with the flow, man. You know, throw the jabs, throw the punches, too. <laughs> and it, it was just such a memorable moment for all of us. And I think the side he was talking about, because um these dudes used to come over my crib. We was, like, 15 D in my apartment, man. Everybody from St. John's just coming to my crib, getting ready to play ball and stuff like that. And I had the mic, I had the cassette, the cassette deck too. So we used to um just spit freestyles and stuff. And uh, my man Broccoli Head was there too, and and Mike yeah. and um the homie BJ, the All Even Podcast, man. That's another good joint, man. And my man's on his uh Stephen A. Smith shit, but he trying yes. to create his own joint. Shout out to All Even. Shout out to Barry, man. Shout outs to Barry. I actually um speaking of Barry, I was telling QG this last night. Um, I've listened to his last four episodes. I yo, he's good, man. He is that, man. that boy could compete with Stephen A. Man, he's good. Yeah, I've man, I've heard or tuned in to every single one of them. If I didn't tune in, I've caught it on um the IG uh, the IG joint. But yeah, he he does his thing, man. Shout out to him. Shout out to Barry Grant Jr. All leaving podcasts, and you know I'm a, I'm gonna pick up where Picasso left off. Yo, QG man, whenever you're ready to pick up that mic, man, please let me know. <laughs> me text, man. I'll get back what, in the booth oh, with you. Wait, wait, yo, 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 Eric, so Eric, he is heard, good, man. Eric, hmm? you heard the cipher, right? Yeah. What what you thought about this man verse, bro? Oh no, yo, QG he holds it down, man. Don't yo, it's a shame. That he that he did not get into the league, <laughs> you know what I'm oh, saying? Man. Like wow. Wow. he, he has the voice, lot, he has bro. the persona. You know, I can't say enough about what I think about this man, not just as a person, but his lyrical ability as well, man. Yo, he is the truth, man. Definitely, definitely it, man. the truth. Uh, that that means a lot coming from you, E, because you was there from the beginning. You know, you've seen it all, man, and and still, still, you know, um, always, always gave me encouragement to just keep going, man. I mean, that was that was on the strength of you know Picasso and and, and Soldier. You know, they wanted me to get in there. I wasn't gonna do it. I wasn't gonna do anything. But they they saying, yo. 
if you don't do it, then people gonna ask questions. You know what? You know <laughs> why, why didn't you say anything on it? So I was like, well, you know, since you guys are on it, I'm gonna try something. So I really Word appreciate the props with that, bro. It's all good, man. Yeah, man. I was there from jump. You know, I did my own thing. I am the Rev Barber. Dot MC. Dot MC for a reason. You know, I used oh, to do yeah. the battle raps off the top of the head, not like these guys doing now, reciting off the paper and all that or, or the phone, man. But yes, yeah, man. We were some heavy hitters emphasis, back in the day. Emphasis on the MC. This guy right here showed me so much, man, and still till this day still educates me on a lot. So. Absolutely. Hey, man, I appreciate it. But, you know, as I said, man, RevBarber.MC on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That is that is what it is, baby. Just holler at me, man. Show some love. Like the pictures. Drop some comments, man. I'm super personable, man. You know, and I'm just proud. I'm honored to do this podcast, man. My son grows up, man. I'm going to play this joint for him and educate him on, on the roots of hip-hop, man. I love y'all and appreciate y'all for giving me this platform to do it for him and to do it for my peoples. Absolutely. And um, like we did the last time, um, uh, Eric's information will be in the episode description. Please, people, read the episode description because a lot of y'all hit me up and y'all, y'all be <laughs> like, yo, like, where, where dude barbershop again? Like, yo, just read the description. Yes, sir. Furthermore, for those of y'all be asking me for the link to the merch, read the description. <laughs> well, go on the but, Instagram uh, page. It's all there on the Instagram. It's all there, too. And shout out to Eric because he holds it down on the Instagram, man. So for us. But um, yo, E man, we definitely yo, we love having you here. Um, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, my man. And you know you welcome back anytime. Appreciate I know, I know, that. I know it's gonna be a lot of people who um gonna be like, damn, I'm hoping they would have brought me back first. But <laughs> hey, man, you know, I mean, we all got our relationships, you know, outside of the pod. But you know, much respect to everybody. But I feel like y'all are like Tribe Called Quest, and I'm like Busta Rhymes. You know, I'm not oh, like in the school, but I'm there. You know, I'm on the features, and you know, what I'm saying y'all are hearing me if y'all hear the rap lab some way somehow, baby. That's tight. That's tight, brother. Hard up. Yeah, man. And um, with that being said, um, by the time this episode drops, um, you know, it'll be almost New Year's. So uh, we're going to wish everybody a happy New Year's. And the next Rap Lab next week going to be the first one of 2021. So, hey. yeah, man, we're going we, we to kick the New Year off with a bang. So, uh, yeah, fellas, this is going to be the last time we uh, we sign out for the for, for the year, man. So. And before we sign out, I just like to say, man, I never thought this podcast would have made it to see a year, man, because because January is gonna make it one year on the air, man. I'm 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 humbled, man. Nice. Oh yeah, absolutely. We made it to another one. Shout outs to the people in Pakistan who, who listening to us right now, because you know, I don't even know how we got out there, but I love y'all. Word up. Yeah. Salute to you guys, man. Salute to the fans, everybody overseas, everybody listening to us here you know what i mean we we appreciate and love y'all and we thrive on all the support that you guys bring us and let's keep it going let's keep growing this is not just our show this is our show this is for everybody for everybody and with that being said uh we catch y'all in the new year we out much love peace <laughs>